Welcome to the Weekend Live Show. 508 is where I'm from. We run down the biggest stories of the week with you every Saturday night. Let us know in the comments right now, where are you repping? Patchy Junction, Taunton, Worcester, Long Island, Mantraud, South Florida, Webster, Malden, Framingham, Tucson, Lorica, Salem, Gloucester, Moosup, Connecticut, Charleston, South Carolina, Oslindale, Moosup, Connecticut, London, Hanson, Glendale, Arizona, Lynn, Mapleville, Quincy. Pumps me up. I don't know about you people, but anyway, guys, welcome to the Turtle Boy Live Show, ladies and gentlemen. They call me Uncle. Or they used to call me Uncle Turtle Boy around here. Everybody just calls me Doctor now, which is great because I am a doctor. Because if Jill Biden's a doctor, then I'm definitely a doctor. I feel like I've done a lot more than her, quite frankly. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys, that's also my Twitter handle. So follow me on Twitter at Doctor Turtle Boy. That's D O C T O R Turtle Boy. You can follow me. All the descriptions are in the. Uh, Description below. You can just read all those and follow us everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, you name it, Spotify. We're all over the place. Follow us everywhere. We don't need to go all through that, but make sure you do smash that subscribe button for me and uh, be here every Tuesday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. But also, you're going to want to hit that notification bell button or bell, whatever you call it, because we're going to have a lot of impromptu lives coming up in the next week or so. So I got a really big 
schedule coming up next week. I'm going to put out this. Uh, you might have seen the the graphic for it. Uh, Monday night, we're doing the live show on Monday night this week. Okay, because here's why. So we're I'm going on a show called the Chrissy Mayer Show. It's M A Y R. Uh, the Y, I guess, is a vowel. I don't know. But uh, the Chrissy Mayer show on Tuesday night to talk about this. She's had me on before. She's got, you know, a pretty decent sized audience on there uh, that would probably like to be educated on this case. I've been on like, so make sure you go subscribe to her channel if you haven't done so already. I'll be on there Tuesday night at nine o'clock. She's like, you can come on at five. But I'm like, yeah, no one wants to go on at five. We want to want the prime time slot. So we're going at nine o'clock. So we'll, we'll be doing that on Tuesday. On Wednesday night, I'm going to do Turtle Club. Uh, Thursday, I just don't want to rush it. So uh, uh, that's why I want to do Turtle Club on Wednesday. Because obviously Friday is a very big day in Turtle Boy world. We will be at the Norfolk County Courthouse in Dedham. I will be there starting a protest at 7.30. Hell, I'll probably be there before that. Who am I kidding? So I'll be there bright and early on Friday to do that. So I hope to see a lot of you people there. I understand obviously turtle riders, a lot of you guys have jobs. That's the thing about us. We work for a living for the most part. So uh, I get it, but this is a, a big day, obviously for justice and a, sh a shit ton has happened since, since the last hearing on July 25th, we get in the comments that who who's coming Can we get in the comments. Look, give me a, Give me a one in the comments if you're coming, if you're going to be there on, on Monday. I'm just curious. I mean, on Friday, who's coming to the protest? Last time, I would estimate we had about uh, 300 people probably. This time, I hope to get more, but we'll see. But we'll see. It's at a, obviously a different time early, you know, uh, but ah, nice. A lot of people are coming. Cool. A lot of people are coming. I hope to see you people there. Excellent. Oh, we'll be there. Excellent. So, dude, it's going to be lit. Like, let's just put it that way. It is going to be epic. The the it, the before court, the after court, and the court itself, right? It's And so I have so many questions for court on Friday. Like, who thinks, let's take a vote in the comments right now. Will Jen McCabe come to court on Friday? Give me a one in the comments if you think yes. Give me a two if you think no. Will Jen McCabe be in court on friday give me a one if yes two if no for the record i say no i don't think she's showing up i don't i do not think she's showing up a lot of twos coming in a lot oh man overwhelming twos so you guys don't think she shows up i just think shit has changed man she was a regular at these things she's a regular at these things uh, and they'll say, oh, you're scaring them out of coming. No, we're not scaring you. We don't bite. We're not a threat to you, Jennifer McCabe. Plus your stupid fat husband, like kind of like pushed, you know, he, he pushed me last time. I didn't make a big deal out of it. And you tried to get an order on me after that didn't work out. And ever since then, she just, I, the last time I saw Jen McCabe in the flesh was at a Bill Ricca lacrosse game. So that's the last time she's, I know she's gone on some vacations since then. Other turtle ride. We've gone to her house. Uh, according to Helena Rafferty, she was inside, but she appeared to be at a gunk with Maine like the day before. So I don't know how that's possible, but yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. And I, I don't know if she's going to be there, but that's the things like these people have kind of stopped showing up and we did that. Like it's, it's completely different from, from what it was a year ago. A year ago, Karen Reed was all alone at these things with her immediate family uh, maybe a couple close friends, uh, you know, there for moral support and her attorneys. 
and nobody, the media wasn't coming. No one was coming. And the other side was just packed with assholes with their sweatshirts and their blue jeans and their Walmart justice for JJ buttons, pretending to give a shit about John O'Keefe. And they stopped coming. Like a couple stragglers are left and I have some questions for them. If they want to come, that's fine. I have some questions for them. I bet your car will be there because like, let's be honest, like Carl loves it. Like Carl is, you know, his wife like whips him, you know, like literally, like, you know, he's, she's the Dom in that, like, no doubt. She's the Dom. Like he, he's wearing the assless chaps in that relationship. I think we can all agree with that. So he's like a glutton for punishment. So I think, I think Carl will be there and I'll have some more questions for Carl if he shows up, but, um, I, I, the defense still has not publicly spoken since the Michael Morrissey thing two weeks ago. So, uh, I would imagine that they're going to have something to say on the courthouse steps after work and we'll see what happens. You, you know, he wears ashes chaps. Like who are we kidding? Stop it. He definitely, I mean, that guy loves it. <laughs> that guy, lo he went to court looking for a fight when he like called out Karen Reed on May 24th. And just what his wife didn't seem to like it as much. She definitely didn't see it. And <laughs> she brought the camera out and she started filming. <laughs> what are you doing, dear? Uh, what are you doing? Actually, I let's start. I got a phone call I gotta make. Should we make a phone call? I got a phone. Let's start this show off right. <laughs> I got a phone call I gotta make here. Uh, let me see what I have. Where'd it go? I had it. What did I do with it? Is this the wrong phone? That's the right phone. Oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. Let's call him. Probably going to be some static, but it's okay. Please let me leave a voicemail. Please leave your message for six one seven three zero four eight seven three three. Sorry, mailbox is closed. Oh, to send an SMS. Okay, let's try another one. I got another one. I got I got a converse one or a closely related one. All right, how about this one? Oh, 401 number. How about that? That's. Everybody knows that's what I have for a number, right? Rhode Island area code, one party consent state. Hello? Hi, Jackie? Yeah. Hi, this is Turtle Boy. You're live to tape. How you doing? Jackie, are you coming to court? Oh, she hung up on me. She hung up. That was Jackie Dugall. She hung up on me. God damn it. She hung up. Oh, oh, this is his wife. They're renting out a place. I, I just found out. I mean, I was, I was, cause I was looking around. I just want to rent the apartment. They have a, they have an apartment that I found online in Adams village in the lower mills. It's, it's lovely. 2,500 bucks a month. Uh, steps from the trolley. They have laundry there. That's good. 
a walking to Cedar Grove tea stop. That's great. Pia, I don't, so that's cool. So I'm like, I just saw the number. I didn't know that was Carl. That's Carl. Oh, cause I saw Carl and Jackie. I saw Jackie 401, 413, 1463. And I'm like, oh, it's Jackie Dugall and Carl with the K. What are the odds? What are the odds? So they didn't, I just want to rent their apartment. I just want to rent your apartment and see if you're coming to court and ask you some questions and maybe do some TikToks. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. So that's, that's Jackie. So she didn't want to answer. That's fine. That's her choice. Um, but we'll see. Okay, cool. All right. So <laughs> they didn't want to talk. They didn't now, now I'm never going to get through to them. Now I'm blocked. You get one chance at these people. If you're really lucky, you get Jill Daniels when she's hitting the sauce, but tonight was not that night. Maybe we'll get them another time. Okay. By the way, guys, if you, if you like the program, and you want to donate to what we do here, you can't do the super chat thing because we had the wrong opinions about healthcare choices two years ago that turned out to be 100% right. But because we said those things, uh, we are banned from collecting money from you guys, which is fine because they take 40% of it anyway. And so we built our own platform. It's called Turtle Chat. If you click at the link uh, pinned to the top of the uh, chat there, that brings you to something called turtle chat. You can donate whatever amount of money you want and you get to write a message. I will get that message in my email and I will read it out loud to the class. You can also cash at me at dollar sign uncle turtle boy, if you'd like to do it that way. So let me just read a couple. We got a couple here. First one's from Natalie. She says, keep up the great work with gratitude. Natalie in Los Angeles. Thank you very much, Natalie. I appreciate that. Also, we have Melanie. Sends 25. It says, together we can conquer all. You brought us all together. Oh, I'm happy because I feel like this is a good group. Even though you're a mindless mob, that's what some people say. Oh, real quick announcement about that because a million people have been messaging me about that. And I just want to have like an official proclamation here just about this. Okay. So uh, I would like to apologize. Okay. For something I did about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, tops. Uh, I had a guest on this show by the name of Kevin Lenahan. Uh, he has a, a YouTube channel called Yellow Cottage Sales. So I had a guest on here named Kevin Lenahan. And I just want to apologize to everyone for taking him seriously. That's it. Okay. That was my mistake. I was under the impression Kevin has a YouTube channel where he discusses true crime and particularly the Karen Reed case. And he's from Worcester. And I thought, okay. Um, he sounded like a decent guy, like normal. I first impressions were clearly wrong with that guy. I would like to apologize for ever bringing him on here and treating him like a serious person. Okay. That was my mistake. I didn't know much about him. He's clearly insane, right? He's lost his marbles. Uh, it's not even worth combating the insane things. There's like, we could spend all night doing that, but that's what he would like. That's what he wants. He's an insane person who says crazy shit in the hopes that you will respond to it. And so my response is I am very sorry for ever introducing you to this person. Cause he's not a serious person. He has no intention of actually, you know, learning the facts of this case and discussing it and having nothing like that. So clearly I, I just want to apologize for that. However, however, I do think it's fair to have a good laugh. So Kevin to his credit, to his credit, I will give him this. He is the first person 
I have seen from the Commonwealth side, because that's what he's been, he's been on that the whole time. He, he believes Cameron Reed did this, right? So, um, and he's certain of it. So I just want, he is the first person on the Commonwealth side to actually have a theory about what happened to John O'Keefe. And not only does he have a theory of how Kevin, I apologize, of how Karen killed John O'Keefe, because he believes that. And there you go. Uh, not only does he have a theory, he did a car, he made a cartoon. Do you guys, uh, and, and I want to watch it because it, it, it made me laugh. It was such a good laugh. And I just, I think it's worth, so let's go check it out real quick. So this is like, he's like Wendy, Wendy with a dick kind of. Okay. So this is Wendy with a dick here. Uh, and here is his, he does a 13 minute monologue that we're going to skip because nothing he says matters, but he does have a little cartoon here at the end. And this is what he believes happened. He figured it out. He cracked the case. Okay. So there, he's walking along. So John's walking along in the middle of a blizzard. So he dropped his cocktail glass. He dropped his cocktail glass, right? And then he went and Karen is somewhere. I guess she's doing the three-point turn. Or, I don't know where she is. But he goes to, he's like, I can't go inside without the cocktail glass. I need this. And he's wearing a t-shirt, of course, just a t-shirt. So he, he goes to get the cocktail glass. Now, he's going to bend over to get it. Now, is there volume on this? I, why, why am I not hearing him? There are no other. All right. All right. So he goes and gets the cocktail glass. And then Karen's, some, for some reason, Karen has decided that she's going to drive a sedan instead of an SUV. And he looks at her car and he's like, you know what? She's really mad at me. We just had a huge fight and she's threatening to kill me and shit. But you know what I'm going to do right now? Uh, I, I just, I can't leave without this cocktail glass. I really need it. So I'm going to bend over now and pick it up right as she's starting to hit reverse. And then I'm just going to maintain this position here. So, and then boom. Okay. So that is, now this is, to, to his credit, this is not his final draft. This is like his first theory. And he looked at over, he's like, you know what? Something about this, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem right. So we're, let's try, he's got more to say. So that, okay. Right in, so that's how he got the gash. Not sure about the arm, but he, he held on to the thing. I mean, that's- In this view, he's facing the car, bends okay. down, and she backs into him. It might've happened this way. Might've, the problem with this theory is that it requires Karen to hit the brakes at just the right moment uh, i don't think that's the biggest problem with the theory kevin i think i think there's a lot of other problems with that too but go on go on let's see what else you got right as the suv strikes him in the head otherwise there'd be more damage to him possibly even a broken neck yeah i felt like this theory was possible close but not quite right yeah not quite came to a better understanding. oh better he's got to be figured out, figure it out. farm oh this is how farm. it happened so this is how it happened right here okay let's see oh so he comes from the brick sidewalk okay and where's karen okay so wait 
to the he really wants the cocktail glass though okay so he's like yeah i'm gonna stand right there oh i see so he's standing so the cocktail glass is in the middle of the street and karen sees him like so the cocktail glass was like bait i guess so he leaves he's like i'm gonna go he, this motherfucker's gonna come back for the cocktail glass and then i'm gonna get him and then i'm gonna get this motherfucker boom and so she starts to hightail it into reverse and then oh there oh and then he stares so he stares at the glass too by the way he, he dude this dude loves this cocktail glass so he's like picks it up and he's like oh i'm gonna look at that so there's a car coming at me which i can't hear for some reason a gigantic suv not a whatever honda civic or whatever this is and boom okay so it gets him right there but what about the arm kevin And this explains the reported high rate of speed. She was going in reverse, a little recklessly. She was angry and drunk. I doubt she had any idea he was there. Wait, what? She you had to see how the SUV brushed again. Uh, he doubts she has any idea she, he was there. Then why was she going in reverse? <laughs> so it was an act. She's just going in reverse at a high rate of speed for fun. Okay. I mean, to his credit. And this is why I'll give him credit. Adam Lally doesn't have the balls to do this because he, he we all laugh at him in court and rightfully so. Adam Lally specifically avoids explaining what happened because no matter what you do, it's going to sound ridiculous. It's going to like, this is the best. This is the best they could come up with was this. And that's, that's why I like this. That's why I'm sharing this. Is because eventually, if they want to bring this to trial, they're going to need an explanation for how this happened. And to his credit, Kevin, who is now working for the prosecution, has at least come up with like a, a Sim City thing here. And so well, he goes on. Against one arm in the video, it's his left, oh. but in the actual event, it was his right. Oh, it's his wait. It would account for the bruise on the hand. Oh, oh, so so he punches down. Oh, okay. So when he got now, keep in mind, in fairness, he he knows it's the other side of the car. He just couldn't figure out how to do that, set it up like that in SimCity. So he's got the the arm scrapes against the side of the taillight, which I guess has razor blades on it or something. I don't know. But wouldn't the wouldn't the cuts be this way then? How did they get this way? How did they get that way? But I guess, whatever. Just don't. Like, it's got barbed wire. She's got barbed wire on her Lexus. She's the Negan of, you know, crazy bitches with the Lexus. She drives around with barbed wire on her taillights and they scratch up your arm. <laughs> like, oh my God. But wait a minute. I thought they weren't scratches. I thought they were. I thought it was from blunt force trauma. Isn't that what the medical examiner the, the cuts are from blood force drama on the grass. Oh my God. This is so, I can't believe somebody's going to be in charge of murder for this. This is fucking hilarious. If it wasn't so serious. Oh my God. But it, he punches the ground. He punches the ground. He punched the ground. I can't, I can't. This is, uh Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to you guys that I ever, brought this man on my show and treated him like a serious person. Oh my God. But can we just laugh at this? This is too good. Okay.
So we put, okay. Wait. Because the cocktail glass was in his hand, a piece ended up on the bumper. Wait, stuck what? there in the ice. Okay, wait, what? Human air. The, wait, we still, still talking about the human air? Did he, did he miss the memo? Was this made after the blog? Was this made after the blog? He's still talking about a human hair? Oh my God, who's going to tell him? Who's going to tell him? Dear God. It also accounts for John being found 12 feet onto the lawn. How? The blow was a glancing one. The force from the vehicle didn't so much send him back. So wait, how did the cocktail glass break? The body's reaction from being struck a crushing blow to the head. He staggered back a few steps, dropping his phone again in the process and fell, never to move again. Wait a minute. So, but the cocktail glass fun. Okay, whatever. Okay. It's tragic for so many people. That John doesn't look like a alone in the snow. Three point a long, slow me. process. Oh, yeah. Hours. If it happened this way, Karen's life is ruined. Oh, yeah. But think about the harm done to other people accused of being oh, masterminds. Yeah. Uh, yes. An extremely There's... unlikely cover up. It's so unlikely. Look, I don't dismiss other possibilities. I yeah. don't completely reject yeah. the theory that John was attacked yeah. inside okay. the house. There are several odd aspects of this case, and we'll go over all of them. But this I won't is the most probable theory of how the accident happened. Next up, the part of the theory most important to the defense. Oh, no, there's more? Like glass. Oh, no. Was it planted by corrupt state police? Oh, he's got a part two. Oh, great. Just what we need. Okay. So that was a good laugh. And the only reason, again, I'm showing this guy, which I'll, I'll never watch his show again. <laughs> I am so sorry. I, I thought he was a serious person. I re I've talked to him on the phone. I really thought he was like a nice guy, a serious guy. He's just like an angry, bitter, crazy person. So that's all there is. So that's it. So we had a good laugh. So we're done with him. Um, but anyway, back. So I'm, I was about to read some cash apps here. Let me read a couple cash apps here. Because uh, you know me, I'm being paid by, you guys all work. For, you guys are the defense, right? So you, I get paid by the defense. So let's, let's see what the defense is sending me here. Cause you know, I just, I don't actually believe any of this shit guys. I just, I do it for the money. So just keep paying me, please. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the cash app so far, we got Sean Colburn sends a hundred bucks. Sean is the guy that spoke. He's the Canton guy who spoke at the last meeting and said, he's an award-winning journalist. So thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. He goes from Sean, a random fucking citizen who pays his taxes. Unlike Chris Albert. So thank you very much. Um, Let's see. JB sends $5, says, please broadcast Jill Daniels' cell phone number. Maybe towards the end. I've already broadcasted, haven't I? I think I have. Jane sends 20 bucks and says, keep in my eye on the prize. We got you, Karen. Yes, we do, Karen. Reed, if you're watching, we got you. Dr. Nips sends five bucks and says, I'm a PI and I want to investigate your nips, daddy. What is with the nips? They don't, am I beaming? I don't think I am. Thank you, Dr. Nips. Luke Kang Butterball sends 10 bucks and says, can you cut two holes in your shirt and hashtag free those nips? What is with the nips? I don't get it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Nicholas sends 20 bucks. Nick Rocco and says, happy birthday to my father-in-law, Bob. Happy birthday, Bobby Rocco. Well, father, his name's last name is not Rocco, but happy birthday, Bob. Uh, Scott sends 10 bucks and says, order Morrissey a chicken parm sandwich. Bang, bang. We'll do. Okay. Um, next one is, let's see. 
Jay Norris sends 10 bucks and says, Carl is catching, not pitching. R.I.P. Vito Spatafori. That's the guy from the Sopranos. That is Vito's last name for the Sopranos, I'm guessing. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate that. Wade Stevens, which is the first, the first two names. Actually, Wade Stevens. Those are the names of the two boys that were taken away from Krusty Panties, I believe. So Wade Stevens sends $10 and says, Do Kevin and Brett share the same interior decorator? <laughs> it, it certainly looks like it. I have no judgment. No judgment on that. No judgment on that. Okay. So, all right. Um, so that's the cash app. Um, I just got a text too from someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, back to, and I think we had a couple of turtle chats here. Just want to hit up. Got a few. Just going to bang through. Justin sends 10 bucks and says a $200 dash cam in Karen Reed's car would have exonerated her. But then again, Proctor would have probably found a way to delete it. However, a $400 dash cam that saves to a cloud service can't be deleted. You know what? That's true. But honestly, it's like everything that you think would save Karen Reed doesn't. Like It's like they just don't care. Like I've never seen so many people committed to what is quite clearly nonsense. And it's just like, go check out Kofendaver's Twitter. It's just wild. Every time another bombshell comes out, like this was the week of bombshells. It's just, she's got more bullshit. It's wild. It would be funny again if, like, the prosecution wasn't putting forward the same nonsense that Kofendaver and Wendy Murphy and now uh, Kevin from Yellow Cottage Tales were putting forward. Like, crazy talk. It's, 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 it's funny when random people on Twitter and YouTube do it, right? But when it's, like, the state, it's like, dude, you guys got all the guns and you're this crazy. Like, that's, that's wild to me. Wild. All right. We got another one here from May sends 10 bucks and says free Karen Reed justice for John O'Keefe. Keep up the good work. Turtle boy. This will come crashing down on the, M the mouse, which is Mal McCabe's Albert's and O'Keefe's soon enough. Yes, it will. What do you think the O'Keefe's are thinking this week? Seeing this shit. Like, what are they thinking when they're seeing all of this come out? I've said it from day one with Paul O'Keefe. It's like in, and Peggy O'Keefe and whatever. It's like, are you not the least bit upset with the state police for how they've handled this? Like, because even if you truly believe Karen Reed is guilty, which I don't believe you do, I think you just hate her. Are you not upset by the fact that the way they've handled this case all but guarantees there is a 1000% chance that no one will ever be going to jail for the death of your son? Like, does that not bother you in the least bit? Because even if you believe Karen did it, the way they've conducted this whole freaking thing gets, it's like you have no chance. It's going to get torn apart. And that's why it's like, fuck them. I'm, I'm so, oh no, you got to be, see, what about the family? Eh, eh. So my, my what I'm going to do on Friday with the O'Keefe's when I see them, we are not going to boo them. So I don't know if you guys know what they look like, but you know, Paul O'Keefe is, you know, bald guy, basically shaves his head. Um, you've probably seen him before. Peggy is like, uh, you know, kind of a little shrew, a shrew looking woman. I don't know. Uh, always seems, but we're not going to boo them. Cause that's a horrible look. And uh, you guys didn't know what they looked like last time. And I asked you to stop and you did. So thank you. I appreciate that. But this time around, I'm not going to, we're not going to boo. We're not going to be silent either. I'm going to, I am going to personally invite them to our protest. 
and I'm going to say, Peggy, we're, we're out here fighting for justice for your son, John. We'd, we'd love for you to join us, share some thoughts on who John is, who John was. Tell us about what a great guy is because we, we're here for justice for your son. And we would like you to join us. And I'm going to extend that invitation to them. And they're more than welcome to join us on the stairs. So we're not going to boo them. We're going to invite them because we're the ones fighting for justice. Not certainly not the Commonwealth. We are. So you're hereby invited Peggy to our protest. Okay. Um, all right. Next. Uh, Valencia sends 10 bucks and says, Kevin private messaged me on th this on Facebook, the video animation. Did anyone else get this on private message? Uh, I did not know. No, I don't think I'm on his DM list. Thank you. Andy sends 50 bucks and says, justice for John and Karen. Keep up the great work. We need more phone calls. I know I'm running out of people to call. We need more call. If I ever get Adam Lally's phone number, dear God, dear God. Thank you. I appreciate that. And sends 10 bucks. I goes, I hope $10 is large enough for a large coffee on Friday. I can't wait. Great job, doc. Yeah, I think it will do. I think even with debt on prices, I think I can get that. Thank you. Justine sends 10 bucks and says, you have made it into the schools. Oh, nice. My daughter's a student at Watertown High School. Her first English project is a case in the U.S. that she is doing the Karen Reed case. No one in her class knew a thing, including her teacher. Wow, that's so cool, man. As a former teacher, I love hearing stuff like that. Maybe we can get a quick video of you saying hi for, oh, to them for the presentation. Justine, please message me and I will absolutely do that for you. I'll come into the class and talk about it. Like free, no problem. I'd love to do something like that. That'd be so cool. So that's, I'm very happy to hear your daughter's doing that. Chrissy sends 20 bucks and says, I wish I loved anything as much as John O'Keefe loved that cocktail class. <laughs> I know he was committed to that. That's a committed relationship. He's like, bitch, we can't leave it out the cocktail class. Oh, I got a few more here. Mike sends 10 bucks and says for the Michael meat lovers, Morrissey pizza fund, fat fucking loser. Yeah. Thanks Mike. Melissa sends 20 bucks and says, I'm proud to be from the quote testadines world where, where, where riders ride. Okay. So much better than a dumb little yellow cottage. Again, not here to shit on him, but just want to apologize for ever taking him seriously. I'm really sorry. Barbara sends 50 bucks and says so many characters, but coffin twatter is the dumbest by far. Eh, it's, there's a lot of, man, we're going to have a Canton ratchet, just a Canton madness after this. I'm going to set it up. It's coming soon. A 64 bracket thing where we, uh, you vote on who should advance to the next round. We have one-on-one -on -one matchups and man, the Jill Dan, like it's going to be freaking good. And we'll, we'll have that. And then we'll have an evidence one, like just evidence, like the best pieces of evidence. So we're going to have a lot of fun with this. We're just getting started. So thank you, uh, Barbara. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, Annette sends 10 bucks and says, you gave this douche lord a platform. He had no subs before you. Instead, he knocks you. Show his true character. I'm sick of everyone saying he's a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. Does he know that journalists make millions on ABC, NBC, and so on for reporting and chasing the story? You shouldn't make money. He has no clue. He's ignorant. Us New Yorkers love you. Thank you, Annette. I appreciate that. Uh, nothing but love for the New Yorkers out there, the New York turtle riders. Again, not here to crap on him. I don't think he's a nice guy. I, I said it before. He's a nice guy. He's mean, cruel, vindictive, and also crazy. So that's the more important part. Thank you. Uh, Kim sends 25 bucks and says, we are all Negan. Yes. Uh, Mike sends 10 bucks and says, I've been watching since 
uh, Hostline to Die and Cold through John O'Keefe's health data. And every Tuesday and Saturday, and now a club member on Thursdays. Thanks for joining. Can't imagine getting my news anywhere else. Keep delivering the truth and saying what everyone else is thinking. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate that. Mikey sends 50 bucks and says, any chance you can get Jackie to wear nipple tassels on Friday for court? If she even shows up. I mean, she won't. She hung up on me. So I can't ask her that right now, unfortunately. Uh, so Linda and Kevin send 25 bucks and says, we'll see you on Friday. Looking forward to it. Linda and Kevin, Bob sends 25 bucks and says, turtle boy, it's okay to play devil's advocate. As long as you don't advocate for the devil. Ooh, I like, I'll have to use that one. That's what Kevin is doing. He thinks it's cool to let an innocent woman go to prison. As long as Kevin can run his mouth. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's like, dude, it's kind of, you can't say you're a nice guy when you're being like, yeah, this innocent woman should go to prison. That's not nice. Like that's really rude actually. So yeah, there's that a uh, couple more and then we're going to get started. I promise just banging through these band. They're fucking wild tonight. Um, Deanna Corby sends 10 bucks and says, see you Friday and you too, Yanetti. Excellent. Um, JB sends five bucks and says, Oh, you gave me lunchbox Lally's phone number. Do we, we have to call. We'll call. Remind me. We'll call lunchbox a little later. Thank you. Kristen sends 50 bucks and says, love and support from Wisconsin. Some Wisconsin turtle riders. Nice to see. Free Karen. Excellent. Anita. And let's see. Anita sends 15 and says, thanks for the laughs. Doctor, free Karen Reed. Thank you. Kate F sends five bucks and says, for free Karen Reed. God, I love you people. Rosie R sends 10 bucks. No comment, but thank you. Okay. So um, that's that. If you sent, if, if anyone else wants to, um, send a, whatchamacallit. Oh, I got, I got another number here. Uh, we, we have some phone calls to make in a little bit. Okay. We have some phone calls to make in a little bit. All right. So I will, um, send, I'll do those after remind me. Okay. But we need to jump into the content. And by the way, we're also on rumble. Uh, we got 629 rumble rats over there. Uh, they do have an option over there to donate, but I don't, it doesn't come up. So I'd prefer if you guys did the turtle chat over there, but if anyone else wants to watch on rumble, remember rumble is the, the platform that we also stream to because they don't take anything down. And so we have 2,800 people on YouTube right now. And over on rumble, we got another 639. So that's great to see. Okay. I don't think, I don't forget about my rumble rats. Okay. Anyway, so let's uh, jump right on it. Shall we? Let's talk about, we need to talk about the, the lucky thing. Because this is, man, what a busy week this has been, huh? Picture what next week's going to be like. Whew. <laughs> this picture of Bukanic. So this picture right here of Bukaki. Dude, this is from a home. So this is from, I think, like February 3rd of 2022. This motherfucker knocked on like every door on Cedar Crest and Dedham Street. Went door to door. Those are the two streets that Karen Reed would have gone down if she did a three-point turn, which she didn't do. And so they went up and down asking these people, can we look at your ring camera video? So obviously somebody sent me the ring camera videos of Bukaki getting it. And they they let them look at them all. And there's no video of Karen Reed driving back because she didn't go that way. She didn't do a three-point turn. She went south. 
towards Chapman. And there he is right there. Like, look, ooh, they didn't go, they didn't knock on any doors on Fairview or Chapman or anything like that because they know that she went that way and they're going to get video that shows the taillight intact because she didn't hit John O'Keefe, obviously. But that's, that's that picture. I mean, what a goofball this dude is. He, if you're unfamiliar, Bukaki is uh, this Ukrainian dude who is um, the boss of Michael Proctor. He's a sergeant. So he's a detective out of the Norfolk County District Attorney's Office for the state police. Now, I do have here, I have so much information. I got something new on Bukaki. Right, I'm going to send in here. Um, let's see. Check this out. So Bukaki does this, um, what is this called? It's like something for kids with cancer or something. It's like a fundraiser, right? Copsforkidsofcancer.org. Because he ran the marathon, I think, and it's like an active fundraiser. So uh, I have the link somewhere. It doesn't really matter. I just want to show you guys something here that came up that I thought was interesting. So he's got this fundraiser. Um, I'm sure you can find it online. But it shows everyone who's donated to his fundraiser. And there's a really interesting name on there for people that don't know each other. So let's check this out. Who do you guys think donated? Let's take a guess in the chat. Who do you think gave money to Bukaki's fundraiser? Who do you guys think gave um, money to Bukaki's fundraiser? Let's, who do you think came up? I, you know, I don't think anyone's going to guess it. People saying Morrissey. And Chris Albert's always a good guess, but no, that, that would be too obvious. It's not... Uh, somebody already got it. It's not that. Let's. I'll show you right now. <laughs> Sean McCabe. Sean McCabe. Get, look at the date. He, Mar, he gave $26.06. This cheap motherfucker. He couldn't even round up. The so the McCabe family on March 14th, 2023. So before any, I knew who any of these people were a month before Sean McCabe gave money to how the fuck does Sean McCabe know this guy? How does Sean McCabe know Bukaki? Riddle me that. Riddle. This is, this is a thank you. That's what this is. This is a thank you for not investigating my family. That's what that is. And Sean McCabe knows it. He's actually the smartest one of all these people. I don't know if you noticed that. When he comes on, when he gets really drunk, it's bad. But Sean McCabe can actually write a sentence. He's not stupid. He's crazy and he's a horrible drunk and he's banned from Cumberland Farms. But he's actually not stupid. $26.06 he gave to Bukaki. On March 14th. I thought that was interesting. I mean, that's just like, how do they know each other? That's wild. How do they know each other? Anyway, so back to the uh, the blog. All right. So, um, two days after I published Part 93. So, Part 93 was a month ago. That was um, the... Interview with Lucky Law Firm. Lucky Law, Lock, Lachlan, Lucky Lachlan. 
uh, Brian Lucky Lachlan. So Lucky Lachlan is a plow driver for the town cannon, been working there for like 20 years, right? And when I tried reaching out to him, I, I knew he was the plow driver that did Fearview Road for a while. I, I knew about that. My sauce has told me. So I tried reaching out to him. He didn't want to talk. Well, I, I had heard that he was kind of changing his position a little bit. And so I had a mediator reach out to him. And uh, they're like, here's his number. Give him a call. So I called him up. And you guys know me. What do I always say? What did I say to Jackie Dougal when I call you? I go live to tape, right? That's like the first thing I say. It's like when people call me, I got a lot of prank calls now. I answer the phone. Like the first thing I always say now is this call's recorded. It's like what I, I'm so used to it now. It's almost like a second thing. So I, I call him up and I'm like, Live the tape. Where uh, this call's recorded. Uh, this is Aiden from Turtle Boy. How you doing? Is this lucky? Yep. And then we talked for a minute. All right. And then uh, I started asking him some questions. Now, at any point, he could have been like, "Fuck off. I don't want to talk to you." But he gave me a full five minute interview, which, as you guys know, I have a photographic memory, uh, just like Proctor does. Because I'd like to point out that Michael Proctor also didn't record any interviews with people. Nothing. Yet he was able to write things down without ever interviewing, without ever recording anyone. Maybe he wiretapped some people. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, that I, so my interview with him was obviously very revealing because it revealed that he plowed Fairview Road that night at 2.30. And he specifically stated that he did not see a body on that road which has never been reported before. Like that was a huge story, which, which means that John O'Keefe wasn't out there. Not only did he not see the body, he said he would have seen the body if a body was there because that was specifically addressed. He also told me something I didn't know, and that is that the FBI visited him and told him that his GPS, the GPS indicates that he was in front of 34 Fairview Road that night. So that is why they approached him with this. And that was sometime in April or May, right? Right when the story really started to pick up. So, um, you know, him and I had a, con he, he was, he told me, he's like, I'll talk to him. And I, oh, the most important question I asked him, have you ever talked to Michael Proctor? Has Michael Proctor ever interviewed you? You are one of the most important witnesses to this whole thing. No, he never was interviewed by the lead detective on a murder investigation of a Boston police officer. So that's odd. Well, of course, these two douchebags, they read it and they're like, fuck, fuck. They know who Lucky was. They avoided him the whole time. Michael Proctor wrote in his report that Michael Trotta, the Canton DPW director, told him that the Canton DPW only gets the main thoroughways, which arguably Cedar Crest and Fairview are main thoroughways, by the way. But I digress. He specifically wrote in his report that Fairview Road is not a thoroughway, that Michael Trotta told him this, and that a company called By the Yard, which was not a registered company at the time and didn't become a registered company until April 25th, 2023, which, you know, I thought that it's, it, that's not that it's shady that they would suddenly decide to incorporate. Like, why did they do it right when a week after we started reporting on this, but there, remember by the yard is just a distraction. It's a look over here thing. 
right? The whole purpose of buy the yard is to get you not to talk to the lucky law firm. That's all it is. It's his excuse not to talk to, to lucky Lachlan. Now I'd like to point out though, that he never spoke with anyone from by the yard either. Like the report says that by the yard starts plowing at three 30 in the morning. So why didn't he reach out to them if they get that road? But it doesn't matter because Lucky Lachlan gets Fairview Road and he went by the house and there was no body there when he went by. So these two goobers, they read it and they're like, fuck, fuck. And you know why they said that? Fuck, fuck. It wasn't because I interviewed Lucky Lachlan. It's that I mentioned the acronym FBI. That is like, what? That was news to them. They have no idea because they are the targets of the FBI investigation. I can pretty safely say that now. The targets of the FBI investigation are not the Alberts or the McCabe's. What is going to happen to the Alberts and McCabe's is because the FBI doesn't do murders. So their case will be handed over to the attorney general's office. So I have sources telling me that the FBI is in touch with the attorney general's office. And so if the attorney general's office launches an inquiry into this, right, then they would assign a special prosecutor and they would prosecute the Alberts and the McCabe's. But that's not what the FBI is here for. The FBI is using the Alberts and the McCabe's and their testimony at the grand jury to build a case against Michael Proctor, Michael Morrissey, and probably a whole bunch of other people. Like Bukaki, I mean, he's complicit in a lot of this. He really is. He can he can't say, oh, it's just Proctor's bought. No, no. Tully, he, Lieutenant Tully, the guy who signed off on all of Proctor's r- ridiculous reports. Uh Adam Lally, who is more than just some stooge at this point, as we saw with the the Google Nest thing that came up this week. Adam Lally is clearly like an active participant in this. And probably a whole bunch of other people that we don't even know about. God knows what these people have found. I can safely say that they are the target of this. Right? So, um, that is, you know, obviously, and it just makes sense because I've heard, so people posted this in another group. And I want to read this to you real quick before, there's so much to get through tonight. So, it might be a long show. So, this is, somebody posted this uh, earlier in the uh other justice group come join our group it's way better it says i heard from a very reliable source that there is a duty status hearing tuesday at state police so this is a post this is an anonymous post cannot confirm this with 100 on who we hope it is for however this source told me there is rarely if ever any talk around the office when these happen but that these office talks is that it is about the Reed case. We can only hope. Just for reference, this is what a duty status hearing entails. Now, I've gotten this same tip from multiple people. Now, this could be circular. I, I this is the thing. You, like one person starts spreading a rumor, other people could be picking up through. So I have no documentation. That this is really happening at all. So this is a rumor that I cannot confirm. I want to be very clear about that. However, it's interesting. Because this would make sense. This would make a lot of sense. And a duty status hearing, right? 
this is, I'm going to read for, it says duty status hearing. Um, a division commander with the approval of the colonel and superintendent may convene a duty status hearing relative to the member's duty status if, and they list a bunch of reasons here, and top one, the member is the subject of a criminal investigation, is arrested or indicted, or if a criminal complaint or warrant is issued against the member. It doesn't say you're convicted, the subject of a criminal investigation. So this is, I've heard multiple people tell me this and, and duty status hearings are rare. They don't happen very often. So we don't know who this is for, but multiple sources are saying there is a duty status hearing this week. And maybe some other state trooper out there is in trouble for something unrelated to the Karen Reed case. I don't know. I, I hope not. Oh, there's not that much corruption in the state police. Clearly this something's broken over there, but that is what, we, I've heard from a few sources. Again, this could be circular. This could be one of those lies that like somebody says and someone else says it and they're all sending it to me. Who knows? But it would make sense because the attorney general's office, again, has been notified of this or it has is, is I've been told through sources is talking to the FBI because come on guys, it's going to end eventually. They're, they're not bringing all these people. They're not bringing Allie freaking McCabe in for shits and giggles right? They're not doing all this. They're not, Proctor isn't all of a sudden interviewing all of these witnesses for fun. And they're changing their story too. They're all changing their stories. They're all changing their stories because they have shit on them. I've, I've said my theory on this before. They have geofence on these motherfuckers. They know everyone who is there. It's undeniable. And if, if they're smart, they're all going to try to uh, save themselves. Like that's the best they can do. Higgins, I'm pretty sure has flipped a long time ago. Um, that's why they don't like him. I don't think he returns your phone calls or anything like that. He's the new Tom Beatty to them, right? But if you're Bukaki and, and Proctor and you get this, you're like, fuck, FBI, what do they know? What do they know? And so they go and they sit down with Lucky Loughran. Actually, I should just bring, let's bring, I'm going to go, I'm going to bring up the whole um, document from Mass Courts. Because I can't, I don't think I can enlarge this. Or can I? Okay, let me bring it up on Mass Courts so I can just have it downloaded. All right, search. Superior Court, Norfolk, Reed. Karen, okay. I don't know who this poor other Karen is who has uh, other negligence, personal injury, property damage, but her case is probably, she's an Esquire too. She's probably had her case kicked on, like clicked on like a thousand times because there's two <laughs> Karen Reeds that have had cases in this courthouse. And the other one is apparently an attorney. All right. So let me, all right, here's the uh, after David here. Download. All right. We'll read it this way. Start from the top because I, I, re I really want to break this thing down. All right. So um, this is Alan Jackson's uh, summary of this. And he, he ends it by saying that 
I have thoroughly reviewed all witness interviews and discovery produced in connection with this case. Brian Lawfriend's August 10th, 2023 interview is the only witness interview the state police have ever chosen to record during the course of the entire 21 month long investigation in this case. So he has reviewed it now. And, and that of course is significant because they haven't recorded anything before. Now all of a sudden they're recording shit. And I just laugh at these motherfuckers, how seriously they take themselves. Like I, I'll, I want to do a whole blog on how much just the institution of the state police is the most rotten corrupt infested organization in the history of law enforcement i'm, I'm convinced that the, there is no saving this organization they they need to just uh there's a lot of good troopers out there they can come back right i feel like just everyone should just reapply for their job something like that. they can bring back the whatever if you are if you are a shady fuck it all see you complete new leadership out of state something like this it needs a whole freaking reboot and they just need to redo the way they need a new you. They need to redo the way they do business. They need a new uniform for one. Okay. They need to stop looking like they're about to invade Poland. They look ridiculous. Okay. With the fucking hat. You look stupid with the hat with the goddamn boots. Why the fuck are you wearing boots? Like seriously, why are they, why do they wear boots? If you need to chase a criminal down, why the fuck are you wearing boots for? Why can't, all police should be able to wear sneakers. People should be able to wear sneakers everywhere. Like we need more sneakers in the world. Like the congressmen should wear sneakers. Everyone should wear sneakers because they're comfortable. People should be comfortable at work, especially when you might have to run. So they should wear, they should have sneakers on like just because the state police, the institution isn't, they're not actually supposed to solve crimes. Like the institution, they're just supposed to scare you. <laughs> That's all they are. Like stable with, taking themselves all seriously and shit coming down there with the hat on. I mean, a lot of them are nice. A lot of them are great. I like them. Okay. But like the whole, they just need a reboot, man. Like I, I looked up, I, I found Proctor's graduating class with Jen Duso's in that one too. A couple of gems in there. And I, and maybe I'll show you the pictures later of these people of the trainees just being yelled at and screamed at, and they're taking pictures of him, posting them. All these like troops just to break you down and get you to quit. I'm like, how is this creating better officers? How is this making us safer? Like all you're doing is teaching these people to be fucking douchebags. That's all you're doing. That's not good. Like we don't need police like that. You don't like, can you be a, can you have a personality please? Anything? And, you know, just for hanging out with, oh, by the way, Jinduso was in that class. Maybe instead of spending all the time yelling at these trainees, maybe just Google them. Do a little background search because you let a drug dealer in. So there's that. And even hanging out with that broad, that crazy broad. But just the way they would talk. She'd be like, oh, 400, you know, 1400 hours. Oh, shut the fuck up. You're not in the military. I know you guys think you're in a fucking military. You're fucking cops. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, that's my rant about the state police. Okay, so let's go read it. Just reading this interview with them. It's just like the how seriously these two take themselves. I couldn't get over. I couldn't get over. So they start off by spelling their names, which is weird because Proctor couldn't spell the last names of anyone before. So they ask them, 
uh, why don't we start with the, the night of the 29th? Okay. Uh, and Tr Proctor says, and whatever you can recall, the best of your recollection, um, were you working and uh, kind of just walk us through what time you were called out and just everything you were called to this point. Okay. So he tells them I got there at two 30. Uh, I was in my truck. I went down, proceeded on Cedar crest all the way to Dedham, back to Cedar crest, left onto Fairview, up to Fairview, back onto Chapman. Like this guy who remembers this whole night. It's great. <laughs> it's got so dedicated to the job. Um, and then Proctor asks in the barn, what is that and where's it located? What the fuck does it matter? The barn. So he's like, it's kind of like the shop. Yeah, dumbass. Okay. So you got there around 2.15. Did you immediately go out and uh, kind of get the trucks ready? No, no, no. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, we fucking masturbated together in the middle of the fucking barn. You fucking idiot. I came there to plow. Of course, I got the cut. How did that kind of process in particularly work? See, we take our fucking keys. And then we turn the truck on, dumbass. That's what we do. God. <laughs> uh, and Lofren says, most of the trucks had been uh, done before. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're really getting to the bottom of this. So once we got there, we know our routes and we get in and go, basically. <laughs> this is like so fucking complicated. I'm a plow driver. I get in the truck and I fucking plow the snow. And to the best of your recollection, if you could describe the weather conditions at like 2.30 and beyond that time where you were out plowing and sanding. At 2.30 in the morning, it was snowing. And I love this one. Not heavy. Not heavy snow. Probably about two inches on the ground. It progressively got worse during the night. Probably being the worst around 4 or 4.30-ish. Uh, I'm not... It actually gets worse around like 9 or 10-ish. That's when it starts really picking up. I'm not 100% time wise but it was really snowing at that point and you know proctor says and the route you just described this was that your assigned route for that evening who gives a shit that's pretty much every snowstorm that's my route and it's just kind of a loop <laughs> like who cares god this guy's such a i mean seriously i know proctor's corrupt and he's a scumbag but it's like does he like do you waste your time with stupid questions like this during end? Can you get to the fucking point where you come across what's supposed to be a dead body? Because that's really the only thing that matters here. Okay. So it's just kind of they call it lower uh Cedar Crest. So it's everything from King's Road to Chapman. And you driving a town truck, correct. Subcontractor's vehicle that you are operating, Buchanan says, I'm operating a town vehicle. So they're trying to like be like, so you're a subcontractor, right? So the town of Canton DPW vehicle. Yes. What kind of vehicle is it? Oh my fucking God. What kind of vehicle is it? It's a fucking plow truck, dumbass. It's an international, a six wheel dump. Mechanics like six wheel, meaning uh, four in the back, single axle. Oh, for fuck's sake. With the, who gives a fuck how many axles it has? Correct. Two in the front. Oh my God. Oh my God. Correct. <laughs> and you were sanding and salting? <laughs> Proctor says, we're just plowing. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? This is what you're doing. So tell me about it. So you're out there. Like, we're talking about a dead body. And he's just like, so tell me about the truck. How many axles you got? We uh, we uh, sanding? We doing some sanding too? Really? Tell us about the loop. Tell us about the loop. What, oh, my fucking God. This guy. This guy. Is there anyone else with you? 
Are you partnering with another truck or are the two of you plowing the same roadway in each direction? Or how does that work? Are you by yourself? Uh, the subcontractors were called in at 3.30 in the morning. And the subcontractors, do they have the same routes? Uh, or same as, it depends. Bill usually, it makes, you know, he'll give me one minimum of one subcontractor. So basically things that, these are things that um, Trotter told me. That like, yeah, like we double up. So Trotter was telling the truth about that. So that can DBW gets the road and then the subcontractors come in and they kind of clean it up. They're the fluffers, if you will. All right. Trooper Proctor says, so in addition to you, a subcontractor will be assigned. Yes. In your assigned area. Correct. Do you recall the subcontractor tonight? Um, I believe I had, it was by the yard landscape and I can't honestly remember if I had a second one. All right. That's fine. And what time did did they arrive? 3.30, around 3.30. Okay. With that area, uh, with being January in there, is there like a parking ban in effect with a snowstorm coming in from the town of Canton? Do you know? Yes. Okay. There's always a parking ban. And what does the parking ban mean? Like what? Can we get to the dead body? Me my understanding, as long as it doesn't interfere with the removal of snow, that's fine. If it is, you know, hindering the removal of snow, then we call and they either police will go down, knock on the door, tell them to move it, or they'll just tell it. You remembering the snowstorm, is there a reason behind it? Like, what's the reason behind this? You remembering this day and this snowstorm? Is that a, like, is that, that's the dumbest question that any of these people ask. What's the reason you remember the snowstorm, Lucky? Oh, I don't know. There was a fucking dead body later on. It's kind of like a more, a, one of the more memorable nights in Canton DPW history. And it happened on the street that I fucking plow. Yeah. Maybe that's how, why he remembers it. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, um, I remember a lot of my stuff. Was this a significant snowfall that was forecasted that day? It was that day. Yeah. I believe it was 18 inches, 18 inches of snow that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, obstructions that you had to call in for the police? Or that obstructing the removal of snow for that day. He's like, there was a vehicle there around, I don't know, 2.33 in the morning in front of 34 Fairview. There was a vehicle. Correct. Do you recall what kind of vehicle it was? Ford Edge. Ford Edge? Yeah. I didn't say Lexus LX570. Like you wanted me to say, I said Ford Edge. And where along the property do you remember to be parked? It was parked looking at the front door. It was to the left of the front door. So it was on the street. Yeah, correct. Which way was it facing? Okay, towards Chapman. So it's parked towards Chapman to the south. And then he's like, so it's parked towards Chapman, excuse me, on Fairview. It's to the left of the front door. Yeah, okay. Or to the left of the driveway. No, to the left of both, dumbass. <laughs> okay, how many spots up from the mailbox driveway would you remember it being parked that night? Uh, I would say it's probably about four or five spots up. In other words, right where the body was found. Was anyone in the vehicle? Not that I recognized. Uh, was the vehicle running? No. So it was just sitting there. So the, 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 it's just sitting there, which means whoever brought it there got out. And they were probably going to the backyard, going around that little gate. And pulling, getting ready to pull his body out of the fucking basement. 
and they were using that car essentially because they could have parked in the driveway. They chose the street because they are attempting to block the ring cameras from across the street from getting them. Did you notice footprints in the snow around the vehicle before you plowed? No dumbass. Okay. Because he said he didn't go down that way. So he's over 300 feet away. So he can see the fucking car, but he wouldn't notice any footprints. There's also like an inch of snow at the time. So no, he can't see the fucking footprints, dumbass. Oh my God, these questions. Um, towards the uh, driveway, towards the uh, back of the house, towards the front of the house, any of those? No. Would you remember if you saw that? Yes. Did you call Canton police to have that vehicle removed? Or knock on to have them knock on the door to get the vehicle removed? Or did you kind of, on your second swipe, did you have to notify Canton police to get the vehicle removed? No. Was the vehicle removed for any reason while you were plowing that day? Not, not by, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Was that the only time you saw the footage? Yes. So on your second pass, I mean, it was there for a significant period of time. It was there for at least an hour. That's interesting. Into the storm. It wasn't enough that it required me to have it removed. There wasn't a lot of snow on the ground at that time. And I could just go around it. And as you plow, which direction is your blade facing? If you're removing this, yeah, plow is always ring right, ring road to the right, ring road to the right, always. So do you go with the traffic that you normally naturally would as you plow the roadway or do you go to the opposite way and then clean it out the middle? Oh my fucking God, this guy's questions. Oh my God. Normally I'll follow the traffic rules. And the, you know, if we need to push back, I'll go against the traffic. Okay. Yeah. That day, that night, did you have to push back and go against the traffic at any point? Or is it a typical pattern? Typical pattern. <laughs> did you see anything out of the ordinary that day outside of the vehicle being parked there? No. No. Then she goes, obviously you've been asked about this uh, before. So it's not a secret. I'm asking you these questions. If you did see a body in the roadway or on the side of the roadway, would you call it in? Absolutely. But that day you didn't see anything suspicious. No, this is all that matters. The rest of this conversation is just pointless. That's the only fucking part that matters right there. He didn't see a body. And if he did, he would have called it in. That's pretty much it. Does that to you mean that you definitely, that there was definitely no body there or they're now they're going to try to, cause they don't like that answer. They don't like the answer that there's no body there. So they're going to be like, wait, well, you know, or do you think it might've been obstructed by something if you were driving by or what's your, so he's now he's trying to put like, maybe you were obstructed, but Lucky's like, nope, no body. And here's why my truck is high enough with the lights that I would have seen a body. So he's high up. He's got a shit ton of lights. A, and I can't answer to say if there's something obstructing me. I didn't see anything obstructing me. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And Proctor just goes, okay. Because <laughs> he's fucked. Um, so obviously you're aware there's a publication about an interview, right? Yes. Okay, who published that interview now? It's like, let me just stop right there. Let me stop right there. So 
he finds out now that there is a SUV, uh, a, a Ford Edge, a very specific kind of car parked there. At the same spot where an officer, a police officer's body would be discovered three hours later. So whoever was driving that car, right, either was part of putting the body there or if the body was already there, which the prosecution contends, it would be impossible for them to miss that body. They parked right in front of the dead body for some reason, and they're not in the car. So how would they, dude, if this was a, like, this is a murdered cop and police don't fuck around with murdered police. When Ron Tarantino was killed in Auburn in 2016, I was the first to report the name of uh, the name of the killer and what kind of car he was driving. And because I got it from the tow place that had towed the, it was a long story, but uh, I put it out there and, and within, and then the police put it out there and they said, we are looking for this vehicle. And a manhunt occurred that day. It was a, one of the craziest days in turtle boy history in 2016. And they found him like 12 hours later in Leicester or Oxford, Rochdale, whatever that's in. So I I'm bringing this up because when a, a, an officer is killed and the last car to be seen in the area is a specific make and model, they find out, they, they do in all points, like watch out for a fucking Ford Edge. There's a cop killer driving a Ford Edge out there. Like they know this now. This immediately rules out Karen Reed. So now they know Whoever's driving that Ford Edge is responsible for murdering a cop or knows about, has information about that. When police are killed, it's they take it more seriously than when a civilian is killed. There would be an all-points bulletin. There, if this was an appropriately run investigation, as soon as hearing this, I don't, yeah, I don't care if it's August 10th, 2023. All-points bulletin, looking for that. You find whoever was driving that Ford Edge. They would know by now every single person in Canton who owns a Ford Edge. They would have, it's not hard to get a list of that. They would find, they would track these people down. They would go to every fucking house. See that house that we saw before on, uh, whatever is it? Cedar Crest street there, that ring camera video. They would go to every house on those streets and say, can we look through? We're looking for a Ford Edge. And they would find it. They would go to every gas station, every freaking, you know, convenience store, restaurant, institution that has a camera. And they would find that Ford Edge and they would get the license plate on it. And they would know within a couple hours who was driving that Ford Edge. It's not fucking brain surgery for them to do this, especially when it comes to a murdered cop and then it's all hands on deck. Do you think they've done that? Do you think since this interview, which is now a month ago tomorrow, this is conducted on August 10th, do you think they've done that yet? Have they gone and figured this out? No, they didn't do that. They didn't give a shit. Like that is the most critical piece of evidence in this entire thing to figuring out who killed John O'Keefe. And what do they do at that point? Let's talk about Turtle Boy. Let's talk about Turtle Boy. That's what they decided it's an appropriate time to do. Talk some Turtle Boy. So he goes, I believe it's Aiden or Turtle Boy. Are you familiar with this uh, platform and the blogging that he does? The YouTubing? Yes. Okay, when's the last time you spoke with Aiden? Uh, Monday. Monday or Tuesday? It was Monday. It was Monday? Yeah. How'd you guys communicate? He called me. 
He called you on your phone. No, motherfucker. No. <laughs> no. He used this fucking ham radio. You, oh my God. Yeah, on my cell phone. Do you have your cell phone with you? Yes, I do. Can you open it up and show us the time that he called and the date? Can we just talk about that for a minute? Why does Bukaki want that? Why do you, what, what does that matter? What does it matter when I spoke with this guy? I'm not under investigation here. I wasn't in Canton that night. I didn't kill John O'Keefe. You're here to solve that mystery. Why the fuck you give a fuck about me? Why are you wasting a second of your time on me if you're committed to doing this? Because they don't care and they're showing. That's what this inter they anybody with I haven't seen many people defending this, even from the troll side. Because this interview makes them look so bad. They're they're infatuation with me. It's like, dude, you're you're murder police. What what the fuck are you wasting your time talking about me for? About can we look through your phone and what time did he call you? Does it does it matter? Does it if it if it's afternoon, does it matter? How is that consequential? How will that help you solve this murder mystery? Please. I don't have my phone. You don't have him on your phone? No, I don't. In your call logs, you don't have him calling you on Monday? I do not have his number on here. How come? Who I cycle my phone all the time. You delete your phone numbers. Yeah, kind of like Gemma Cabe. I delete and call and any calls coming in. I keep it for a month and then I delete. Now this is the best line. All right. But Monday was not a month ago. Guys, he cracked the fucking case. <laughs> it's just like, boom, boom, aha, aha. Like, this is what they're doing. Aha, gotcha, liar. Monday was not a month ago. I'm Detective Bukaki, and now I know that everything you're saying must be a lie because Monday was not a month ago, sir. But apparently, De Lucky deletes all of his, his, his calls. So why don't you, uh, why do you think that your phone number is not on your phone? Uh, I'm sure it is. It's because I deleted it and I've got three days worth of phone calls on my phone right now. But you said every Monday you delete it. So what's the cycle that you delete them at? So I try to keep my memory. <laughs> it's not as blocked up. I do go through my texts. I delete my texts. I go through my phones. I delete my phone numbers just to keep my memory. <laughs> Maybe he does. I mean, that's it, you could, he just doesn't want to upgrade his plan. I don't know. Okay. So it doesn't get blocked up. Now that's good. That's good. Do you remember the phone number that he called you from? It was a 401 number. 401? Yeah. 401. Okay. So 401 is a Rhode Island phone number. And Rhode Island, as everyone knows, is a one-party consent state, unlike Massachusetts, which is a two-party consent state. So, uh, you know, people in Rhode Island can just record their phone calls all the time without telling the other party. It's perfectly legal there. That's why I do a lot of day trips to Tiverton. Uh, I go to Woonsocket a lot. I go to Wright's Chicken Farm. Sometimes I'll go to Westerly. Whatever. I go all over that freaking state. It's not very big. So, yeah, that's the 401 number. That my favorite 401 number. Nope. Okay. It did not. It's a, did you know that his phone call was coming? Who cares? I did not. No, he surprised you. Correct. 
surprise. What were you doing when he called? Uh, no, that that's the new stupidest question. What were you doing when he called? What were you wearing, Lucky? What were you thinking about? Were you taking a shit? I bet you were taking a shit. What were you eating when he called? Tell me about everything you were doing when he, I want to hear all about what you were doing when this guy called. Like this is, these are detectives. Do they, I, that's what I mean when I looked at the, I think back to those state police academy pictures and I'm like, maybe spend less time screaming in these people's faces and teach them, I don't know, how to do detective work. Because <laughs> they clearly don't know how to do it. Oh my goodness. I had just been released from work and I had worked the night overnight. So he called you first thing in the morning. Yeah, probably around 7, 7.30-ish. Was it that early? It was definitely in the morning. I don't know if it was that early. That's real early. Okay, did he introduce himself? Did he say anything? Did he identify himself? Uh, he said he was Aiden. He didn't, uh, you know, he said that I'm Aiden. <laughs> he then proceeded with... Uh, the interview. I also said uh, a lot of the tape is calls recorded, but anyway, um, with the interview and what kind of questions was he asking you? Uh, he had asked, but I just say that that's just like an instinct. Okay. But you know, it's an instinct when I say that. I want to be very clear. Sometimes I'm not actually recording you when I say that. So I do automatically say that no matter what. Anybody who's called me before, sometimes I'll just say this call is recorded. And I'm not really recording you, but I just want you to think that I am. So anyway, Back to this. So, uh, correct. So, uh, so the, he goes, uh, he asked me if I had been cooperating and I said, yes, I have. He goes, have you, who have you been interviewed by? Uh, I've been interviewed by the FBI. I've been interviewed by Karen Reed, special investigative reporters or private detectives. Uh, and those are the ones that wanted to see the route was the private investigators. Yeah. So the private investigators wanted to see the route. Correct. You drove around. Correct. The FBI didn't drive you around. Nope. Like he said. Right. Which, so how is it possible? <laughs> this is the best. How is it possible that he's a transcript of your interview and he's actually misrepresenting who drove you around and who did what? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I misrepresented like this is what they're doing. Like who cares? And I did. So like, to be clear, I went back and I read the blog and in the transcript, lucky does not say the FBI is driving him around. He said he met with the FBI and with Karen Reed's private investigators and the private investigators drove his ass around. He never told me the FBI did. I later in the blog, when I was rehashing what was said, I said, that the FBI drove him around and the private investigators drove him around. I was wrong. I am hereby correcting that statement. Lucky never told me the FBI drove him around, but it doesn't fucking matter. Who, what does any of this have to do with the fact that there was nobody on 34 Fairview road? Nothing like fucking nothing. It, it doesn't matter. None of this matters and they know it, but they're doing this because they're not there for the murder. They're not there for John O'Keefe. They're there for me. They're there for daddy. They don't like that daddy turtle is fucking owning them and, and, and doing everything in his power to make sure that their crooked asses end up unemployed and in jail where they belong like the criminals that they are. And they don't like that daddy's doing that to them. 
So they are there to, you know, they still have the badge and the guns, and I don't. And so they're there to try to jam me up. That's all this is about. And it ain't going to happen. I mean, you can try to jam me up all you want. You can arrest me like you did to Karen Reed. You can file some bullshit charges on me, and it, it, I don't give a fuck. Arrest me, motherfucker. Arrest me. Arrest me. I dare you to arrest me. Charge me. I look forward to that. I mean, that would just add to the intrigue of the story, would it not? When the documentary comes out, I caught a felony charge during this shit. A they, they filed a, felony, a bogus felony charge on me to try to shut me up. Well, you can't shut me up. You'll never shut me up. You'll never, ever stop me, motherfucker. I am not afraid of jail. I am not afraid of a fucking charge. You don't fucking scare me at all. You're fucking pussies. You're cowards. You're fake cops because you you dress up like fucking you're invading Poland with your boots on and you and and they wear they don't even have to wear the whole uniform. They just wear the polo shirts. You know, I you know Michael Proctor when he looks himself in the mirror in that goddamn polo shirt, he's like, "Fuck yeah, go get him, bear. I'm fucking bear." That's his nickname, by the way, bear. <laughs> I do CrossFit. I'm fucking bear. You know that guy jerks off to himself in the mirror. You, I will bet you anything he does. And he's like, oh, "Look at me." Every bitch wants me. I'm on the state police. I give it to Lizzie sometimes. But, you know, if anyone else, maybe Gemma Cabe wants a piece of this pie too. Everybody wants a piece of the bear. I'm Michael fucking Proctor. Michael Proctor. But I'm not, I'm not scared of you motherfuckers at all. Like I'll get, I'll make bail. Turtle riders will pay my bail. I'll be out no time. No time. No time. Daddy doesn't stop. That's right. That's right. Oh, these guys. So anyway, they ain't going to do it, though. It's been a month. Nothing's happened. Because they got nothing. They got nothing on me. Anyway, he says, uh, and by the way, like, if they did ever contact me, I'm going to be very clear about this Proctor and Bukaki, right? So first of all, the, the angle that they're pushing me, they're clearly pushing for a wiretapping thing. here. That's clearly what they're getting at, right? Is they're trying to get me on a wiretapping bullshit. I got news for you, Proctor. If you or Bukaki or anyone from your corrupt organization contacts me, first of all, that is not your jurisdiction. This, like if I went down to the, there's a state police barracks in Holden. If I went to the state police barracks in Holden and I was like, Hey, front desk guy, uh, I, I want to file, I want to file a complaint for wiretapping. You know what the state police would tell me? They'd say, go to the Holden police, go to your town police. That is the appropriate agency to go to if a crime has been committed against you not the state police the state police would not do a fucking wiretapping investigation because it has nothing to do with them so but if they did come to me and they started asking me questions <laughs> i watched the wire i know the answer i know the answer the answer is one word as method man said lawyer that's it lawyer you're getting nothing from me. I will not say a fucking word to you pigs. Are you kidding me? I I know how you motherfuckers work. I saw what you did to Karen Reed when you started asking her questions about like, so did you ever get in a fight? Uh, yeah, we argued over breakfast. Really? Tell me all about that. No, motherfucker. You're getting shit from me. Lawyer. Lawyer. I don't talk to cops. I mean, that's, I don't. I will never, I'll be friendly with them. But if you ever want to call me about anything, like, and it sounds like you're, like questioning me or my involvement in it is really simple. Lawyer. That's it. I got nothing to say to you. I don't talk to cops. That's it. 
I don't talk to them and neither should you don't talk to cops. If they are, if they are investigating you for something and it sounds like they're, they're asking leading questions about you. Never ever talk to them because nothing good can come of that. They've already made up their mind. You're not talking them out of it. Don't talk to cops. So that's all I got to say about that. And I will never talk to you motherfuckers lawyer. And I'm going to get a good lawyer too. And, and we can, me and Karen, we can have our own, his and her charges. And you can try to do all that, but that's it. Anyway, back to this. Uh, Yanetti cannot, people like talk to Yanetti. He cannot represent me, obviously. Uh, and that would be a conflict uh, because of my coverage of this case. Uh, I don't think he would be able to take me. And that would be a bad look too. I wouldn't do that. So anyway, but I'm sure he could refer me if I contacted him. But anyway, back to this. The FBI didn't drive you around, like he said. Yeah, so they got me on that. Uh, I can't answer that because did he tell you that the interview was recorded? Oh, for fuck's sake. No, he did not. Who the fuck ever said it was recorded? Like what? They're making up a crime here. Did he tell? Because what? I'm too good. I'm too smart because I have such a good memory. I remember the whole thing. I'm too good. Did he tell you that it was recorded? No, he did not. He did not tell you it was recorded. He did not. <laughs> okay. So was there anybody else on the line with him? Did he like three-way call you by any chance? Oh my God. Yeah. There's someone else in the fucking, like, that's what happened. You fucking dumbass. Not that I'm aware of. He didn't make you aware of that. No. Okay. How, and then Proctor chimes in with this doozy. How did he get your phone number? Or did he say how he got your phone number? The same way your cunt wife, and I will use that word on Lizzie Proctor because that's what she is, that your cunt wife, the same way that she got the phone numbers of random Turtle Riders employers in order to harass them at their work and try to get them fired because they made comments about what a corrupt piece of shit you are. That way. That's how... Who the, what the fuck does it matter how he got his phone number from? 1-800-GOOGLE, motherfucker. That's how he got his phone number. Oh. Lawyer. Anyway, um, uh, he did not. Okay, did you ever talk to him, communicate with him, his uh, platforms, and any follow him uh, or invert? No, but I do follow him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I ride the turtle. You do follow him. Okay. Uh, was there an incident? There was an incident in Wisconsin. He starts talking about how he commented on his page and yada, yada, yada. And uh, so he's like, okay. So he shared, I have the printouts of his blog here. This guy brought the printouts. He shared those screenshots uh, on his publication of your conversation. Are those accurate? <laughs> no, they're doctored. Like, they're like your shit. Are these accurate? Uh, the screenshots of the conversation? Yes. Okay. So it's a screenshot with Brian Laughrin's name on the top. Okay. Uh, did he contact Aiden, AKA turtle boy contacts you in March via Facebook messenger? Correct. Mm, how did, did you hear from him again until Monday? No. What changed your mind about talking to him? <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. He's like, I was surprised. I don't have an answer. I didn't think he would talk to me, but he did. Have you had a chance to review the transcript that he published after your conversation? Uh, my supervisor sent me a screenshot of that. So why that's the other thing. Your, why is your supervisor sending you sending you a screenshot of that? Like, 
because he's in trouble. Like, did you talk to this guy? Like, that's how you know that his the bosses are like getting him in trouble. Because Lucky called me back the next day, freaking out. So uh, again, I talked to him on Monday. I didn't write about it. I did a little impromptu live that night. And I talked about this during the impromptu. And a lot, and I told people I, I interviewed Lucky. And Lucky obviously heard about it. And he calls me back the next day. And we spoke for 12 minutes. And he was freaking out, man. Freaking out that the bosses have pulled him aside. He's in trouble. All this shit. He doesn't want to lose his job. I felt bad for him. He's like on the verge of tears. I'm like, it's going to be fine, Lucky. We're not going to let anything happen to you. And, and it was fine. Because we made it clear. Hands off Lucky. But anyway, back to this. I said that was the private detectives that I was with. So the transcript isn't accurate because he goes, my supervisor sent me a screenshot right off the bat. I noticed that he states that I was with the FBI driving the route and that's not correct. Nor did I ever say that I was with the FBI in their car going down Fairview. Okay. So the transcript's not co accurate. Correct. <laughs> okay. That, and that's what they're trying to get. Like turtle boy's a liar and this is inconsistent. This, whatever. That's what they're getting at. And where did he meet with the FBI? Well, the first time I met with them, I met him at my house. And then we met at JFK parking lot. So we met with the FBI twice. Do you remember what those dates were? I don't, honestly. On a Sunday, did they identify themselves with credentials? They introduced themselves as PIs working on behalf of Karen Reed. What about the FBI? He's so concerned about the FBI. They are fucking shitting their pants. about. Tell me about the FBI. He wants to know, like, who are the agents? I know who the agents are. LF. There, there, there's a... We know who that agent is. Anyway, what about the FBI agents? The FBI agents did leave me their uh, cards. They left me with a subpoena for the grand jury, but I was instructed not to appear on the date of the subpoena. A lot of people have asked about this. Lucky getting a subpoena. So the subpoena was in case he didn't want to play ball. He gave them everything they needed. And now that FBI agent can just file write their own affidavit and said, and, and, and present that to the grand jury and said, this is what lucky law Firm said. So he doesn't have to be subpoenaed. He doesn't have to get dragged down. He is not the target of their investigation, but the private investigators met with you two times. Correct. Okay. One time one. Yeah. They met with me twice. Second time to do the route. Okay. And they talk about where the meeting was. Okay. And blah, blah, blah. Okay, and back to Aiden, because this is the important shit. After Aiden called you, did you call, text, or communicate with anyone about the conversation? He called me. He says, no. Have you heard from Turtle Boy since? You called me the next day, Lucky. Okay. Either Facebook Messenger or text or phone call since Monday. No. And just to confirm, when he called you, he didn't advise you that you could potentially be, that he's recording that conversation? Did he tell you, hey, this is being recorded? This motherfucker Proctor asked him that. Like he's back to this. He's back to this. He's trying to charge me up again. Proctor, come at me, bitch. Come at me, son. Bear. First of all, Proctor, why don't we just fucking fight? Like me and you, you're a big tough guy, right? Let's just duke it out. I'll do. If you fight me, Proctor, one-on-one, -on -one, I want to fight you because I fucking hate you. You're a piece of shit. And I just want to fight you and we can do it for charity, whatever. And if you kick my ass, I'll stop blogging about you. But it ain't going to happen. 
So enough with this shit. Enough with the bullshit. I hate you. You obviously think I'm like I'm ruining your life, which I am. So let's just fucking fight. Let, like enough of this bullshit about, oh, why did, was he recording you? Was he doing this? No, I just want to fight you because I fucking hate you. I truly hate you, Michael Proctor. Anyway, back to this. But I don't think that's going to happen. And let's be clear, Proctor. I would kick your ass. No doubt about it. And your wife knows it too. He did not tell me he was being recorded. When did you stop plowing that area? Okay, that day. That day. It could have been anywhere mid-afternoon. So you were plowing when, like, the police and the paramedics responded? Okay, yeah, when the officially blocked at that point. Okay, so I notified my supervisor that I couldn't go down any further. Mm-hmm. He just said, keep it open till they're done. Okay, how long does the route take to do that whole loop approximately? Oh, my God, we're back on this. We're back on the loop. Oh, my God. Okay, so what I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, with the, you with the big truck do the main throwaway, Cedar Crest, Fairview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the subcontractors do the little small streets, the cul-de-sac. Yeah. It's somewhat accurate, you know? So basically they go off on this and he's talk, start talking about the streets, like any, like any of this matters. How long have you been doing this? 18 years, motherfucker. Oh, they, how about this comment? During this specific night, when the snow is coming down so hard and so, so heavy, at such a rapid pace. Early in the conversation, Lucky specifically said it wasn't coming down hard. Okay, so this is how the conversation went. What was it like? What was the snow like? Wasn't coming down heavy. Okay, so the snow's coming down heavy. No, motherfucker, he didn't say that. Oh. Uh, at such a rapid pace, what would be in your... You've been doing this many years. Yeah, okay. Well, he, Okay. Oh God. It's talking about how many years you've been on this fucking route. Oh my God. How long? It like could be an hour. This is so stupid. All of this shit doesn't matter. At any point of the night with your lights illuminated, you were sitting up above. Did you see a body? Like I said last time, no. Did you see footprints coming to and from the house, the driveway, other parts, of the street, any property, any tire tracks that would have been pulled up alongside where the body was found. No, at any point of the night. And I'm repeating myself if it's important because the body wasn't there yet. Okay. Because you have a great memory and you're telling me in specific detail what you've remembered at any part of the night. Did you see anybody bringing a body out there, placing it on top of the snow or digging up the snow and covering the body in snow? Like, what did they think the answer? What do you think he was going to say? Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you guys about that. About, I saw somebody pulling the fucking body out. It was Karen Reed. She, I saw him pulling the car out. It was like, it was crazy. She's just placing the body there. I, I totally forgot to mention that earlier. Like, what? What a stupid question. And the reason he's asking this is because he's going to say later on in their big report. Uh, we questioned the subject about whether or not he saw a body, uh, whether or not he uh, he saw somebody coming outside of the house in the heavy snow. He did not. Therefore, it couldn't have been the Alberts because he didn't see them. That that's that's what he's getting at here. That's how stupid this shit is. At the exact time when Lucky went by, they weren't planting the body. So there's that. Okay, any blood trails being dragged? 
You mentioned there were car tracks leading. Okay, correct. So you didn't see any tra tracks, correct. So you didn't see any tire tracks. Yeah, no, motherfucker. You didn't hit the body? If you hit the body, and then how about this? And you didn't hit the body, right? If you hit the body, yeah, because there was no body, you dumb shit. They're trying to blame this on poor Lucky. If yeah, you would have. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would have known. You would have been notified. He's like, yeah, I would have a known about it, and b I would have known. <laughs> I would have been required to stop and make a phone call if I hit a fucking body. Yeah, that's the protocol when you hit bodies. At any point during the night, did you hit anything at all? A mailbox, anything? So this is like what they're. Look at Proctor ask that question. He's trying to be like, see, this guy's. A sh He's trying to blame it on Lucky right here. Like you're a shitty driver, Lucky. You hit shit all the time, don't you? Uh, I hit a basketball net that was a portable on the side of the road. I, I actually hit the, it hit my tarp on top of my truck. So not the plow. No, not the plow. So there was a basketball hoop hanging off of a lawn probably. Because kids like to do that. So you clip something above, correct? The net above your truck. It was protruding. Yes. So your plow didn't hit it. No. So it was just made contact with vehicle. Correct. Do you notice anybody injured out there that night due to that? Yeah, motherfucker. I hit four children. Well, I accidentally clipped. There was four kids playing ball and I accidentally clipped the top of the net and then I ran over four kids. Like, oh my God. Did you notify anybody? Yeah. So he actually reports that, that he grazes a net. I notified my supervisor. And what was the result? The net was turned facing the street to facing the front yard. So I turned it. Guys, like this is serious shit. He turned, he clips the net of a basketball hoop. And so then he just gets out of the car, tells his supervisor and turns the net. <laughs> oh God, what? I can't believe this is happening right now. Police work. You wouldn't understand. Kofi and Dave would. They had, to, they had to rally up. Do you recall what street it was on? Yeah. This office, who gives a fuck about the basketball hoop? And they start asking about the basketball hoop. Did you notice any other vehicles on Fairview Road parked on the side of the road other than the Ford Edge? No. What color was it? I can't tell you. I'm colorblind. Of course, Lucky's colorblind. Was it a light color or a dark color? Uh, if I was to say, if I was to say, I guess tan colored, tan color. But you're colorblind. <laughs> oh, gotcha. You said, if I were to say, I am. All right. I appreciate you revealing that information with us. It's very uh, forthcoming. You know, it shows you're honest. You're being with us. Oh my God. I like how they say it like that. It shows you're being honest with us. That's the kind of shit you say to someone who's under investigation. It shows you're being honest with us. Like, good. Dude, your cooperation will go a long way, Lucky. They're trying to scare this guy. That's all this is doing. They're just trying to make this guy shit his pants. And it doesn't sound like he's very scared. Thank you. Anything else you think we're missing about that night in question? Like how well illuminated it was, how heavy in your experience, the snow is coming down, how heavy the snow is coming down, how obstructed your view was. It wasn't obstructed at all. The snow was heavy, but it, it wasn't blinding. It wasn't whiteout conditions. Okay. So what about the street light illumination? Oh my God. Uh, any of the neighbors lose power at the time? So there was no street lights. 
Are there street lights, if you recall, in that street? I want to say there's one. It's at the end of the property of 34. If it's there, it just seems like, uh, you know, it's hard to describe. It's a fucking street light. It's a concrete pole. <laughs> All right. Should we, um, do you have any further questions? Uh, unless Sergeant does. I don't have any further questions. Thank you. Trooper Parker. He's all done that. And then Buchanan says there's uh, substantial rumors, but we want to get to the bottom of everything. There's unsubstantial rumors. He says this three times right now that we have learned that somebody recorded you an unsubstantiated rumor that someone recorded you prior to having Aiden call you. I don't even know what he's saying here right now that we have learned that somebody recorded you. I'm um, having this conversation or somebody prior to having Aiden call you recorded a conversation with you asking you these same questions Aiden did. So what's he saying? There's like saying the, like we, uh, there's an unsubstantiated rumor that Aiden recorded yours, that somebody recorded this phone call. What the, keep in mind, this is two days after I talked to Lucky. Who is spreading this unsubstantiated rumor? Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody by the name of, let me check my notes. Do you know a troll homeo, sir? What about a crusty panties? Do you know anyone by the name of crusty panties? Uh, no, I don't hang out with people with crusty panties, sir. Okay. Um, what about uh, Gaden Kearney? Do you know any Gaden Kearneys here? Uh, they they were saying on Twitter, Kofundator retweeted it, so it must be true. Like this is what they're following up on. When he says unsubstantiated rumors, he means fucking troll homeo on Twitter. Like that's who he's talking about. Like this is fucking crazy. There's no fucking tape. Like what are you talking about? What evidence do you have on August 10th that there's any fucking tape of this? Besides the fact that you can't get over the fact that I'm so good at my job that I remembered word for word everything Lucky said and I accurately reported it. How about that? And by the way, the fact that I got a couple details off proves <laughs> that uh, the, what everything I just said right there. Okay. Has anyone other... He goes, I have no idea. Okay, no idea. He also doesn't care. That's the other thing. If you're going to pursue a wiretapping charge, you need a victim that gives a shit. So like this guy, he's like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Have you heard a tape Proctor and Bukaki? Have you heard a tape? No. So then what the fuck are you, what, what are you investigating here? You said you saw this transcript, which Aiden published and those questions to the best of your knowledge, are those questions in the same order chronologically in time that he asked you, uh, you want to take a look? So prior to Monday, when Aiden called you, there was no. You spoke to no one before Monday. Anybody that may have asked you similar questions, like, "Oh, actually, I did another interview with fucking Yellow Cottage Tales." Yeah, that's yeah, okay. No, you can leaf through the next several pages here. That's part ninety-three of Aiden's, also known as Turtle Boys blog. They brought part ninety-three. <laughs> well, these are the questions that he asked me, but I'm finding discrepancies already. Oh yeah, can you point them out? Yeah. Um. They said as long as the police have ordered the testimony, did they say I couldn't speak to police? No one ever told me I couldn't speak to police. And I never wrote in there that you were told you couldn't speak to police. So I don't know if Lucky's reading part 93 wrong, but I never said that they told you you couldn't speak to police. I said 
what you said. And that was that they told you not to speak to me and people like me in the media. That's what, and they did. You actually specifically said, I'll talk to police and I'll talk to Karen's lawyers. That's another thing you said to me. I will talk to Karen's attorneys. Did the private investigators prevent a badge, present a badge or a subpoena? No. No. They introduced themselves as PIs for the team, the defense team. Okay. And to me, that was sufficient to warrant to go with them and cooperate. Lucky respects people with the badge. Okay. Um, he's asking questions uh, regarding a memo referring to Turtle Boy and questions asked. And we were instructed that we can give our name out. He's got that wrong. It's completely wrong. He's confused. In what respect was he wrong? We were told that we could speak. We are not to answer the questions. So if he says, ask a question, our response is to be no comment. We were told that we could speak by saying no comment. Like that's, that's what I got wrong. So they can speak as long as the only words that come out of their mouth are no comment. So you got me. You got me. I guess I was wrong. I was wrong. His bosses didn't tell him he couldn't speak. They gave him permission to say the words, no comment. Busted. Busted. What actually happened? Uh, what you answered when he, when he asked you those questions. Correct. So there's no Bukaki. So there's multiple discrepancies in what he's written. That's all he got out of this. Correct. Okay, is there anything that you shared? I got the most important part right, motherfucker. There was no body. With the private investigators that we think we should know about based on your conversation with them. I've stated all along, for whatever reason, the only thing out of the ordinary I saw was the entire night was the Ford Edge. Okay. So the only thing out of the ordinary is the Ford Edge. Yeah. You still had not seen the body. And you were already on Fairview when you saw the police at the scene. Correct. But you still hadn't seen the body. Yeah, no body. Like how many times does he need to tell you? Did you ever see the body out there? Even when police were on the scene? No, because I didn't go near there because there's cops everywhere. How far were you from where the body was found? Where were you parked looking towards the scene? How far away were you? Uh, when they originally stopped, I was on Cedar Crest trying to turn left on the Fairview, which is like over 300 feet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to. Okay, what time of the day was this? Early morning. Was it daylight out or still dark? Oh, motherfucker, you know what time the cops got there. Okay, but but you, from that, your vantage point, you didn't see the body. No, because I was obstructed by ambulances and 300 feet of pavement. Did you ever see a vehicle on that street? Do you encounter any traveling vehicles? This is good. There were several. Throughout the entire storm. So you saw several vehicles. Correct. That's new information right there. That's relevant. Because that's even more cars that didn't see a body. And more cars. That would be all on ring cameras on that street. That you would have to be considered suspects. If he got run over by a car. Then every single car that was on Fairview Road that night. Would have to be a suspect. So Lucky just admitted there's more fucking suspects you ignored besides me and Colin Albert and everyone else who killed John O'Keefe. So if I have this correct, you saw vehicles traveling on Fairview, but they were going the opposite direction. Correct. Do you recall what types of vehicles? No. 
When you stopped, you weren't able to take a left on a Fairview that early. Oh, I can't even do it. It was snowing very heavy. Yeah, very heavily. When would you say it became heavy? I don't know. For, read the weather report, motherfucker. When you observed the Fort Edge, was it accumulating on top of it? No. So it couldn't have been there long. It was not. It was not. The last time you saw the edge, it had accumulated any snow on top of it? No, I already told you that. Did you see where the Ford Edge went after it left? No. Fairview? No. You didn't see it in the driveway? You didn't see any tracks in the direction of travel? No, motherfucker. I saw Ford Edge and I didn't go down the street. No. Okay, Trooper Proctor, uh, I'm, I'm good. And then they start spelling their names. And then they go back to Turtle Boy. They're out. They're done. He goes, Brian, before walking out, uh, remember you remembered something. And you want to uh, volunteer certain information to further support additional discrepancies with accounts that have been made. Describe, like, the before we leave, can, you, can we get a couple things straight that Turtle Boy got some things wrong? Can you do that? Can you further share with us in this recording? What recording? It states the transcripts that I was presented with GPS information from the FBI. That is utterly false. I, it states in the transcripts that I was presented with GPS information from the FBI. That's not what it said, Lucky. Uh, it, it simply quoted you. And that quote said that you were confronted by the FBI and that they had GPS data. That doesn't mean they showed you it. That means that they told you they had GPS data. So that essentially, they got you. Okay, thank you for clarifying. You know, it states in the transcripts that I was prevented GPS. I was never given any information or documentation from the FBI other than the subpoena to the grand jury. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. You additionally said there were other discrepancies during an interview about your practices plowing the roadways. Can you uh, go into the details? I was asked by the PIs from the defense team. Okay. And then, okay, this is also stupid. Anyway, I'm done with this. I can't even read this shit anymore. This is so stupid. I mean, do they think this makes them look good? Do they think this makes them look good? Cause it doesn't, it makes them look the fact that they wasted so much time talking about me. And the only important thing they needed to learn from this are two things. Number one, there was no body there when he went by. Number two, there was a Ford Edge later on. That Ford Edge, find out who's driving that Ford Edge. Bring them in. They're a murder suspect. Done. What Everything Lucky said completely exonerates Karen Reed. So if these people actually gave a shit about, again, prosecutors and, and police are not just supposed to care about conviction rates. They're supposed to care about justice, which means not going after innocent people just to get a conviction or just to get a, just to charge someone. No charge the people that did it. Well, they know who did it. They know who did it. Will any of this be reviewed? So Karen Reed is freed. Of course, this is all going to be brought up in court. You don't like, dude, that's why September 15th is going to be electric. It is going to be the biggest hearing date by far that we have, man. And it is going to be epic fucking epic. That's what's going to happen. So Again, this makes them look so bad. I own them. They're my bitch. I own like they're mine, the property of Turtle Boy at this point. And daddy's in charge now. And now you can't leave Bukaki. I hope I see you in the bathroom again. 
I'm going to have some more questions. I hope I see you in the bathroom again. Better hold it this time. Don't drink a lot of water before you come in the courtroom. Because if I see you going to the bathroom, I'm coming to the bathroom with you. And I'm going to have some questions. Anyway, let me uh, read some turtle chats real quick. All right. Um, got a few here. I want to bang through. YD sends 10 bucks and says, hey, Jen, we can't wait to lick your horse snatch. Love the ladies of MCI Framingham. <laughs> okay, Jen, the ladies of MCI Framingham, have, uh, they're, they're looking forward to meeting you. Kay sends 10 bucks and said, the FBI is literally investigating corruption and the family still thinks Karen Reed killed him. I'm not talking bad about the family, but seriously, think about it. I am. You're not talking bad, but I am. I just want to be very clear about that. Easy Pussycat sends 25 bucks and says, season 35 of Love After Lockup is going to be such a banger. Close your eyes. It's 2049 and Mike, Jen, Brian, Colin, and Lalster and the rest of the cover-up crew are all up for release. It's been 25 years of hard time cheese sandwiches and shower shoes and postcards from their kids' field trips, graduations, and weddings, but, they've, but they're ready to love again. Okay, open your eyes. Fucking amazing, right? I've already got my DVR set. Have fun, bitches. It's so true. Brandy sends 10 bucks and says, thanks for all the work on this. My pleasure, Brandy. Uh, Mustang sends 10 bucks and says, to the window, to the walls, Lally and Garino, walk the same halls, Norwood High School halls, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. They did. They both graduated in 1998 from Norwood High School together. We found their yearbook pictures. Thank you very much. Annette, the New Yorker, sends 10 bucks and says, now they want details. Now they want to be thorough. Now they want to be step-by-step. -step. They don't even, they're not even doing that now. Now they want to see a phone. They want his phone. Now they're, they're only questioning their own asses. They are not questioning him to find out who killed John a little late for this. And that's how people are going to see it. The uh, 25 bucks from Steve says the Worcester DPW turtle riders are saying free Karen Reed. Thank you. Worcester DPW. No, you don't have an easy job. I've been hard on the plowing in the Worcester before, but you do a good job. I like you. Okay, got some um, cash apps here. Got a bang through. Katie McManus sends 50 bucks and says, because I'm making lawyer as my new ringtone. Lawyer. Uh, Kevin sends 25 bucks and says, for bail. Thank you, sir. Uh, Nicholas says, uh, Fox says, O'Keefe tips off CPD drug dealing Albert. Okay. Thank you, Nicholas. Dave sends five bucks and says for uncle turtle boy living rent free in these scumbags heads. All right. Thanks, Dave. Another Dave sends 20 bucks and says great work, uncle. Shout out to aunt Sue and cousin Sam at a baby. Love you people. Nicholas sends $21 and says, Dr. Whitey Bulger is back. Got truth on secret courts. Okay. Thank you, Nicholas. Um, Rosie sends five bucks and says for cop for cop for kids with cancer for Dr. Turtle Boy. Thank you, Rosie. I appreciate that. Victoria Hammond sends 75 bucks and says a small thank you for your time on the 15th. My pleasure. I'm really looking forward to the 15th, Victoria. Rustler's mom sends 10 bucks and says anyone dropped a clear glass in snow gone. Yeah, no, I took that. Oh. John O'Keefe took that shit. He, he took all of you. So if anyone else wants to donate, the link is uh, for the turtle chat is linked to the top of this stream to the chat. And you can also cash at me a dollar sign uncle turtle boy. So obviously, man, this took a long time to get through that. We're already at 11 o'clock. 
So let me just bang through the other findings of the week. I talked about this on Turtle Club, which you all should join. Um, so I won't spend that much time on it. But man, just the new, let's just bang through the new things this week we've learned and why it's such a big deal. Okay, so number one, um, Brian Albert owns a Google Nest. Brian Albert owns a freaking Google Nest. <laughs> he got it. The, now, the, the most interesting part about that, because I don't believe for a second that a murder police like Brian Albert doesn't own a fucking surveillance camera in his house. I don't. Nobody believes that. Dude, this guy has put away some bad dudes. He is a bad dude himself. I don't believe for a second that Brian Albert home does not have cameras like that. Stop it. Stop it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So that came out in the grand jury testimony. But the most interesting part about that is that Lunchbox Lally coached him. Lunchbox Lally uh, said to him when he asked about that, he said, where'd it go? This is the exact thing. A grand juror, not even Lunchbox Lally asked it. A grand juror asked it because they get to ask questions. The grand juror asks um, Brian Albert, are there security cameras? And then instead of Albert answering, Lally jumps in. Actually, let me follow up with that. So what, if anything, did you receive as a Christmas gift this past Christmas from your wife, Nicole? In reference to camera, did you receive as a Christmas gift cameras? Because he knows the answer to that. There's only one reason that he would answer that. And he says, I received a present of some type of camera. It's not a ring, but something along those lines. It might be a nest. Okay, so you hadn't, at that time, had you gotten around to installing them yet? Nope, we never installed them. Like he didn't have to say, he asked him like, this is the most leading question. How did you know that Adam Lally? How did you know that he got a Christmas gift of a ring camera or that he got a Google Nest camera? This guy owns a surveillance camera and you knew that. How did you know that? How did you know that? That's very exculpatory. That information, the defense would be happy to know that. Well, as it turns out, he could be in trouble now for that. Because the Rule 14 of Criminal Procedure states that the prosecutions shall disclose to the defendant all statements of persons the party intends to call as witnesses, as well as any facts of any exculpatory nature, which certainly this would be. So, boom, lunchbox lolly. Oh, look, at you have a personality now. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? So that's big. So now the, the defense is going to ask for that. And they don't, they can just find out from Google whether or not you set it up. Matt, like, spoiler alert, he set it up. There's no way to fucking, if you look at the Zoom, if you go on Zillow and look at the pictures of his house on Zillow, there's fucking cameras up there. There's a camera right on the garage, right on the garage. You can see it on the Zillow. So there's that. So that's one big thing we found this week. Another big thing, we found out that. Proctor has interviewed in the last month Proctor and Bukaki. They tag teamed him. Ali McCabe on August 25th. Why are they talking to her? 
Oh, yeah, because she's Colin's right home. And now she's admitting it. They spoke with Colin Albert. They spoke with um, Brian Albert Jr., who had never been, who was in the house the whole time. They never talked to him. Caitlin Albert, even though she said she left at 12.15, which makes me think, did they have proof that she didn't leave at 12.15? Because why are they talking to her all of a sudden? They are only talking to people who they have, who they know, who's undeniable were in that house. And Allie McCabe was in that house. And Colin Albert was in that house. When John O'Keefe was there, they know everything. That's why they're interviewing these people. And it's inexcusable that none of them were interviewed. Like, this is what I mean. O'Keefe family, that shit alone right there that they never interviewed the witnesses. That's grounds to get this shit thrown out. How are you not mad at the state police for that? Another thing. The Google thing. We don't need to redo the whole Google thing. But from day for the last four months, they've been saying the Google search isn't real because our expert Jessica Hyde actually says that didn't happen at that time. Well, finally, we saw an emotion, Jessica Hyde's actual report. And it says the opposite. It says that the Google search did happen at 227. It says it right fucking on there that this happened at 227. It's like undeniable. It also shows the how long to digest food thing. That was a mistake. I've always wondered about the how long to digest food thing. You can't spell how long to digest food without how long to die, which is also what, how you do how long to die in cold. She was, it auto completed, it says on there. That's how she got how long to digest food. Mystery solved. Also, at it shows that she deleted, what else did she delete? She deleted goddamn, what the fuck else did she delete? Oh, the, she tried to misspell how long to die in cold. After she did how long to digest food, but she misspelled it the wrong way. So third time's a charm. She misspells it. How long to die in cold, except it came up as Apple recommended on there. Meaning she had done it before. She had done it before. It's just Jessica Hyde's report not only confirms that the Google search happened at 227. It gives us new information that goes into her thought process that we didn't even know before. It's like, it, it. oh my God. And they lied to us. They lied. They lied to the family of John O'Keefe about this. They gave them hope. They, no, no, we got Karen. We got her. Nope, they don't. They don't. They lied. Like, did they think this stuff was not going to come out? Crazy. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the best part, the fucking hair that they've been talking about this entire time. They've been talking about this hair. Well, the hair has come back tested. And what did they determine? That the hair is not human. They've been saying it's human hair. They didn't just say it like, oh, it could be human. We need to test it. No, they said it's human hair. And we need to test it to see if it's John O'Keefe's hair. That's what they said. We need to test to see if it's John O'Keefe's hair. And so Karen Reed has had to pay out of her own pocket to have that, to have her. So heard people, she didn't, they'll say, well, you hired some fucking crackpot like Richard Green and you can't trust that guy. 
Well, she didn't do the testing. Her expert didn't do the testing. Her expert observed them doing the testing to make sure there were no shenanigans. She had to pay out of pocket for that. And the testing came back that the Commonwealth did. And it's not human. Because, oh yeah, think about it, motherfuckers. I don't know why this didn't click before. Right? It was snowing. Everybody's got a brush, right? Everybody's got a brush in their car. The fuck do you think a brush is made of? The brush picks up fibers from fucking anything. If there's a jacket in the backseat, it could pick up that. If there's fucking anything with fur, it could pick it up. If there's a fucking hair in your trunk, anything, it picks it up. And she's wiping off. It was on the quarter panel. So she's wiping it all off. And a fucking hair gets on there. And that hair stayed there for God knows how many miles between Dighton and Canton, that magical hair, which they told us was human. They lied to us the whole time. They just lie. They get caught lying. And good God, good God. Like, again, I want to I go back and chronicle every time someone said it was a human hair. Oh, yeah. No, they can't. Like, the, like, does she believe this, that defense attorneys are just allowed to lie? No, they're not allowed to lie. They're not. And they're not the ones lying. Oh! Oh, I, I didn't know that. Was, I, I, I didn't hear it. They must learn that in law school, right? The defense is just allowed to lie. And they're taught to pick stupid jurors. This woman really teaches law. What did... Okay, sure thing, Wendy. Sure thing. I mean, look at this idiot, Kofendafer. She doesn't believe they... I mean, this is what we're dealing with here. This is the FBI, uh, disgraced FBI agent. She talks about the, the hair. I'd like to address the hair. The defense is alleging that their expert has concluded that the hair test was proven to... No, was proven not to be human. No, not the defense's expert. The Commonwealth's expert. What kind of testing was performed? Was it mitochondrial? Like, no matter what you say, no matter how much evidence comes out, they're like, well, was it might they're gonna have a fucking a reason they're gonna make up to disbelieve it because these are dishonest people. And why are they they are so committed to sending this innocent woman to prison? So fucking committed. Oh, you guys couldn't hear Wendy there? Yeah, you don't want to hear it. It was just bullshit. Everything she said was bullshit anyway. Anyway. Um but this one's this to me, this says it all right here. Judging. First of all, was the testing performed? It's all in the fucking motion. Judging from many of the assertions made concerning the case as a whole, like the allegation that Chloe killed, helped kill Officer O'Keefe, along with the soccer mom. That right there, it's just like that stood out to me, along with the soccer mom. This woman's a fucking racist. I'm just going to say it right now. It's like, she's basically telling her audience she couldn't do it, guys. She's white and suburban. White women in the suburbs don't kill. That's not how this works. 
That's what she's saying right there. Like, why the fuck does it matter that her kids play soccer? And by the way, does Karen Reed fit the fucking profile? Is that like what? Oh, you skag. You skag. This is not Wendy. This is Kofendafer. Oh, troll army. They're going to get me the trolls. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the, the human hair. I don't know. They, oh, this is, I know you guys. Let me. Uh, actually, I'll just change the audio input real quick. Because I just want to laugh at this part. I just want to laugh at this part. Settings. Audio. I'll just play this. You should be able to hear it now. Wait, human hair, no. human hair, not dog hair, not turtle hair, human hair. And guess what else was found embedded in her tail light? Human hair, human hair, not dog hair, not turtle hair, human hair. And guess what else was found embedded in her tail light? Human hair, human hair, not dog hair, not turtle hair, human hair. And guess what else was found embedded in her tail light? Human hair, human hair, not dog hair, not turtle hair, human hair. And guess what else was found embedded in her tail light? Human hair, human hair, not dog hair, not turtle hair, human hair. If this woman ever gets platformed on anything ever again, like shame on anyone. Shame on John DePetro for, for platforming this guy for the, oh, he tells me, oh, no, she's, well, she's a uh, gutter. She's a college professor. So fucking what, dude? Aren't you a conservative? You trust people in academia? Like that means something to you? Who gives a fuck. Oh my God, just look at her. She's fucking nuts. I don't give her a shit about that. She's insane. Anyway, at the end of the day, let them, let them keep embarrassing themselves like that. I want to be very clear. When this is all said and done, Karen Reed's exonerated and the bad guys are indicted, which is coming sooner than you think, right? Coming sooner than you think. I want to be very clear. There is no amnesty. There is no... I'm sorry. There's no, I got like, no, no, there is no amnesty for this. You will forever be remembered for this. You would, you don't get a chance to take it back. You don't get a chance to say, I'm sorry. You committed yourself to this bullshit. You knew it was a lie the whole time and you fucking went for it. You, sh I would accept you groveling at my feet, but I will not accept. I will not, you, you, there will be no amnesty. You will pay the price for this, a professional price. We will make sure of it. This will follow you around everywhere. We will clip, screenshot everything. You will never go any, like you will be forever known as the people that went out of your way to say good things, but leave the cop killers alone. Prosecute the innocent woman. Well, and that day is coming because free Karen Reed. That's right, James Polito. Free Karen Reed. So. All right, so I, I can spend all night talking about this shit. I mean, it'll be a long night, but why don't we do a little Q&A? You guys have any questions? Fire away. Um, let me I'll check the donors in a sec, too. Actually, do we have any donors? Turtle chats. I got a turtle chat from Jenny B. Sends 100 bucks. Thank you, Jenny B. Says, let's buy Lucky those miracle colorblind glasses. Yes, absolutely. Uh, over on the Cash App, uh, we got um, what do we got on the Cash App here? How do we see this? Okay, Doctor Nips sends, I'm a podiatrist. You make me want to be a nipologist. Where is this coming from? Jeez Louise. 
Uh, thank you, you guys. Sharon sends 15 bucks and says, for the truth. Thank you very much, Sharon. I appreciate that for sharing that. Okay. Well, TNA. Do you think a motion to dismiss is coming? Somebody asks. Uh, yes. The, the, I mean, they have to write one. Unfortunately, Canoni's the one uh, hearing it. So, but I mean, this is the strong. I mean, normally the state would just drop the charges at this point, uh, but we know they're complicit, but they're going to have to. Um, I, a motion to dismiss will not be necessary, I don't think, if federal indictments come. Like, they, they can't, or maybe because you would assume the state would, I don't know how that would work. But that's, if federal indictments come, you best believe Canoni is going to grant the motion to dismiss. This is, this is something that also needs to be looked into. It was Chris Albert and Julie Albert at that house. We need to look into those docs a little bit more. Why don't they have transcripts on anyone else they interviewed? That's a great question. It's a great question. Who did I want to call again? Oh, Lally. Yes, let's call him. I just want to make sure I got his number right here. Again, I don't, but I don't know if this is the right number. See, I'm getting multiple numbers for him. Okay. Let me write this down. He's Meat Pie Morrissey. I already decided. He's Mikey Meat Pie. I was going to do Meatball, but Trump kind of stole that. That's what he nicknamed DeSantis. So. Hello? Live to tape. Is this... Hello? Megan Lally, the one to fly. I can't get to my phone right now, but if you give me a Thank you and have a good day. Yes, hello. This is award-winning journalist Aiden Carney, uh, Dr. Turtle Boy, they call me Dr. Carney, uh, from Turtle Boy Daily News. Uh, I'm looking for Adam Lally, the assistant district attorney, uh, who is prosecuting a woman he knows to be innocent. Uh, I want to see uh, how he's doing, if he's worried about being uh, the, how he feels about being the subject of a federal investigation by the FBI. Uh, and I want to know specifically, how did he know that Brian Albert owns a Google Nest? How did he know that? Uh, did they talk before? Why did he not disclose that information? And if this is the missus, I just want to know, uh, are you at all worried uh, that your husband is going, possibly going to jail for being a scumbag? Uh, what do you think of that? So give me a call back when you get this. Or Adam, please have Adam call me back, lunchbox. So do you pack a lunchbox for him every day too? That's my other question. Or do, do you brown paper bag it maybe? Or do you let him have 10 bucks and, and he can just buy whatever he wants? a la carte so give me a call back bye i guess that's mrs lally i that's mrs lally there is a mrs i'll think of the duty status hearing is for proctor and bukaki they're charged tuesday uh, they're not again all it has to be is under investigation because they they can't let this go on forever the feds can't let this go on like this shit has to stop The animation is one of the funniest, saddest things. The funniest part about uh, Kevin from Yellow Cottage Shales animation is how seriously he took it. Like, he's like, and this, I would bet the farm 
This is how it happened. And he plays it, and it's like everyone's cracking up, and he's just like, that's and then stay tuned next. We're gonna we're gonna solve the next thing. I'm like, dude, oh my god, I can't. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry I ever took this guy seriously. He's not, oh my gosh. It's self-evident. It's self-evident. These oh, I should I should ask, do you take the crust off the white bread? Do you take the crust off the white bread? Oh. Can confidential says source says it's over in 10 days or less. That's what I'm hearing too, man. A week or two. That's what people are saying. It coincides with their upcoming hearing, doesn't it? Like it's gonna be a big week. Give me a big couple weeks. And and when this goes down in history, man, like they're gonna be like, Turtle Boy is the only motherfucker out there that covered this story accurately. Only journalist that covered this shit accurately. Everyone else just jumped on his coat strings afterwards. But there will be no amnesty. None. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were, I mean, I don't want to waste time on them. I unsubbed out of embarrassment. Yeah, that's an, oh, I should ask that. Do you go with the rectangles or you, are you a triangle girl? Okay. Does he get a juice box? How does that work? Do you get, uh, we go Capri Sun. I can picture him not being able to figure out because it's a funny angle with the straw and the Capri Sun. I could picture Lunchbox Lally having some issues with that. Why no 911 yet? Yeah, I assume that's coming. And I heard that's pretty nuts. I would imagine it's pretty nuts. Oh, you know it's the LA looks. You know he's like, he goes for the 9 or 10. He doesn't get the 7 or 8 one. It's yellow or blue for him. That's it. Dude, he puts a lot of gel in his hair. I, I mean, I used to wear hair gel but it, until I just stopped caring about my fucking hair. I don't know. It's just, it seems like it's a weird thing for a man in his 40s to do. Like, at, at what point do you stop wearing hair gel? Like, I, I feel like the 20s is when I stop. I, I don't think I've ever put hair gel in my 30s. You, you kind of outgrow it. Like, why am I doing Why am I putting this shit in my hair? And it's fucking flaky in the neck. Like, what am I doing? What do I care? Hair gel. Like seriously, hair gel. Dude wears a lot of hair gel. No, she still has a rule. That April 26th motion to compel, still outstanding. She'll get around to it. But any uh, anyone else have any questions before we call it a night? Maybe check the turtle chats. Don't want to miss any turtle chats. A couple turtle chats to read here. Samantha sends 10 bucks and says, weren't you going to call Lally? Yes, call his wife. Thank you. I got another Lally number. Try this number. It's better be right. The first call, call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Six, one, Again, if this is uh, three, if this zero, is not his eight, phone, I don't one, uh, whatever. Four, eight is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hi, I'm looking for Lunchbox Lally. I don't know if this is him or not. 
Uh, this is Dr. Turtleboy, award-winning journalist over at Turtleboy Daily News. Uh, if this is uh, Mr. Lunchbox, uh, I have some questions for you. I'm working on a story uh, about particularly the Google Nest that you were aware of at Brian Albert's house that he owned one. How did you know that? And why didn't you disclose that information to Karen Reed's defense team? And are you worried at all about going to jail, sir? Um, also, how do you get your hair? Like when you do your the tips in the morning, like so you take the hair gel and you make like three triangles. I saw there was like a three-pointed thing. How did you settle on three? Like, you, how come you just didn't take a comb and just kind of like do it up in one thing like that? Have you ever think about getting one of those sticks? Because I know you went heavy on the gel there. Also, the Chester A. Arthur lamp traps that you going on there. What was your inspiration for that? Are you a fan of the 21st president? Is that what you're saying? It was a really distinct, like, it just stopped. It was weird. It just kind of stopped the hair. It's like, like, how do you, how did you determine that that was the look that you're going to go with? every day in court and are you are you this boring and mundane in real life as you appear to be in court that's my other question so um do you have an actual personality i'd like to know, get to know the real adam lally so give me a call back when you get this and uh, i'd love to talk more bye we'll see if he calls back okay um all right anyone else have any questions oh yeah one more turtle chat here we got to get through um Doctor sends 10 bucks and for a link that says poopsenders.com. Okay, thank you. Poopsenders.com. Uh, do we get any more cash apps? I don't want to miss anyone. Hmm. All right, cool. All right, let me check some comments. Let me check the Rumble Rats over here. I don't want to forget them. Do you think it's possible the federal indictment will come before Karen's arrival in court on Friday? Anything's possible. I would settle for an announcement. The 34 Fairview mailbox location at the end of the driveway completely discredits Wendy's claim that J.O. fell on the driveway and the plow later pushed him. Oh, of course, of course. Do you think she cares? She, she's just an insane person. Um, do you think possible that the federal indictments oh let me ask that people are saying wednesday a lot so they're coming man they're coming man so get ready for them let me check the youtube comments who are you calling uh who tomorrow at the pats game patriots are gonna win tomorrow and the patriots are gonna shock the world tomorrow and they're gonna beat the Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be freaking awesome, man. Go Pats. Oh, I can't wait. Football's back, baby. The line, the, the Chiefs are 0-1. It's great. I don't, I, I don't know the answer to the defense getting closed for testing. Not sure. There's so much shit going on. I agree. Christian Gonzalez is going to be dope. Can't wait to see him tomorrow. Can't wait to see my guy, Mac Jones, tomorrow. A lot of people don't like Mac. I love Mac. I trust Mac. And uh, Mac attack is back, Jack. It's going to be dope tomorrow. We're going to beat the Eagles. It's going to be great. But, yeah, and if you go to Gillette, wear your free Karen Reed shit. I want to see those shirts everywhere, man. I love seeing people out in public with them on. It's fucking everywhere. This is a real movement, man. It's a social movement. Social movement. So, 
All right, guys, um, I'm going to call it a night, but I love you all. And I thank everybody for, um, you know, just supporting me and, and Turtle Boy and Karen Reed. And, and so I really appreciate that. And uh, we will see you guys all Monday. But, oh, I'm also doing Monday noontime. I'm going on the DUI lawyer guy, that guy that you recommended him and I have been talking. I'm going on his channel noon on Monday. So check out the DUI lawyer guy on YouTube. So, uh, all right, guys. We'll see you guys all Monday night for the live show. Peace, Turtle Runners.